Hello, welcome to episode 80 of the MTG Conflicts cast. My name is John, and I'm joined this week by my co-host, Chris. Hey. This week we're going to be talking about Ikorius spoilers, finally, uh, as well as what we've been up to while in quarantine. It's been long, it's been boring, and uh, we're playing a bit of magic, so uh, I guess we'll, we'll get down into it, like always, with Chris first. I wonder what Chris has been up to. In the world of magic, it, it's got to be something new and exciting, right? With all this free time on his hands, like. Yeah, you know, I have all this time to look up uh, new decks, put new stuff together, try out new things. That's why all the past couple weeks I've been playing Amulet. Where have you been playing Amulet, Chris? Oh, well, we've been playing uh, good old fashioned FNM, but not at the stores because that's illegal. <laughs> Straight to jail. Believe it or not. Uh, we have been playing a webcam FNM that John has been so generous as to orchestrate every week, even if it means he doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you've been getting to play most weeks. I've been filling in for when people drop. So if there's like an uneven number of people, I'll play to even it up. And then if it's even, but then someone has like drops or leaves, I'll I'll jump in and play against whoever's at the bottom of the brackets that I'm going to buy because... That's shitty. <laughs> yeah, like me yeah. when I leave early. Um, <laughs> yeah, like every fucking week. We actually stopped at three rounds last week, so it was fine for you. <laughs> yeah, didn't I, lose I, any any rank because of it. I think some people. Well, four round events with ten people is a little weird. I think we're just going to stick with three rounds from now on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I've been playing Punt's List that he's been doing well with online. I've been talking about that a um, little bit last episode. If you made it to the end where we actually talked about magic for a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so up until this past Friday, I hadn't lost a single game playing that list, despite me not saying, not thinking it was the greatest thing ever because I'm on the fence about Karn. Mm. But um, then I kept winning, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just bad. I mean, probably. Uh, but then I finally lost a match and two games to uh, Bring to Light Scape Shift, which I felt I should always be losing that matchup all the time anyway. <laughs> because I, well, I guess I'm not exactly on Punt's list because he has two caverns and I don't own two foil caverns, therefore I don't play two caverns. Wow. But um, <laughs> I thought you were playing, I thought you were playing non-foil cards at, at, uh, at uh, FNM because no one could tell over the webcam. Yes, I am. Um, but I, I think I was... I don't remember what I'm playing instead. It's filthy non-foil cards in your amulet deck. What is this? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Unplayable. Unplayable. Um, yeah, so... As it turns out, when your list doesn't have any counter magic in the sideboard, you're not as good against uh, blue-based control decks. Wow. Mostly blue-based control decks that can you know. kill you by resolving a spell. <laughs> Yeah. So in the event that you're playing against like the Bant deck, right, um, having something like Karn is useful. You can rebuy threats, you can, you know, pull bullets from your sideboard against a card, a deck that literally casts a four mana sorcery and you instantly die. Karn is not so good. No, not really. Although I did play against him the week prior and I 2 0 him easy peasy, get good scrub. <laughs> easy peasy. Is there like any sweet artifact you can fetch against BTL Shift? Um, 
that's normally I guess, played. I mean, so, I'm sure so, something exists, like damping matrix or something. Graf, Graf cage is good against Bring to Light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but otherwise, the plan is to get coding and then just Does destroy it? their lands. Is it good? Doesn't it exile it then cast it or no? No, you just. I don't think it exile. It's not a. It's not a um. It's not a like, living end. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it casts from the the, the library. Mm. Okay, um, so that's good. Yeah, so that's good. But I beat him the week prior by just getting coding and then just plussing on his lands and turning them into zero zeros. Excellent. Because your Valka deck can't win if they don't have enough lands. Also, it's pretty good just in general against the control deck to blow up all their lands. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Especially <laughs> with one as, as, as mana as heinous as the Ring to Light Scapeshift. Yeah, deck's mana is a little bit aggressive. No snow here, right? Yeah, he he yeah. wasn't playing any snow, which he yeah. should be, but hasn't gotten around to getting the the snowy cards, I guess. The astrolabes. Hmm. Um, what else are we playing against? Um, God, John, I I keep playing against Jund every single week. Oh, there's, there's so always, much Jund. There's always someone on Jund. There's like we had like three people one week or four people, and then we've had like one the other weeks. It's just a lot of Jund, and it's a small event, so you know. Yeah, uh, so I get played against Jund every single week, much <laughs> to Jund's chagrin. Yeah. Um, yeah, the card package is pretty good against the Jund deck. Uh, you know, Tutorable Womb Quill Engine. <laughs> P good. Yeah, pretty good. I was looking here, do I have my... I made a list of our our archetypes. What did we have last week? Just as a quick aside, we had uh, Blue-White Blade, Free Wind Red, Mono Red Prowess, Bant Snow Control, Amulet... Bring to light shift, green Tron, uh, Jund elementals, actual Jund, and uh, blue black Wurza. It's a pretty good. Yeah, no duplicate decks. These are real decks, like, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are. I mean, I guess like, what are the most fringe decks here? Bring to light shift and ball lightning. Free Jund. wind red. Yeah, free wind red is actually kind of like not a. Yeah, even the, the blade fringe. deck. The blade deck is like pretty. I, I'm so over this. I've had this blade deck for like since GP Reno, and I haven't like. I've been too lazy to put another deck together. It's terrible. I'll get into that in a minute, but <laughs> yeah. Well, since I have John's Uros, he can't actually play the Bant Uro deck. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing it online. <clears throat> but you have my paper Uros. I like. Yeah, I have. I lit Mike a bunch of stuff too, like shocks and stuff. I, I have a lot of cards that I just like happen to have lent out the week before. No one effing ever again. Yeah, so it's like if it's not the U.S. Postal Service, it's your friends, you have your your magic cards. Yeah, yeah. John doesn't so, actually have any cards. So um, I found out. I finally uh, got got a picture of the cards. I've been trying to get signed spell snares, like actively trying since like January of 2019, and I just got a picture from like the guy I was going through that he like has the spell snares in hand signed um like now like they were signed i think they're dated like 315 or something um but they're in japan <laughs> so international post kind of dicey right now so he's waiting to mail them back to me but soon so soon soon yeah. <laughs> i love spell maybe, snare maybe by the time you'll get them back uh, spell snare will be a top played card again yeah right it's pretty decent like everyone was playing like well everyone was playing like stone forges and and trash like that it was like Okay. Yeah, now they just play like Uro, and you're like, huh? Yeah, can't snare that. 
Yeah, this last Friday, my agenda opponent was very salty to be playing against a, another one of them. One of them damn big man decks. We had a Tron player, too. So Yeah, he paired against the Tron guy, too. <laughs> so I was like, sorry, you paired against like the literal only big mana decks playing tonight. I guess the shift deck is like probably slightly problematic for them, too. I suppose, but um, it's probably easier for them to be bring to light shift than like normal scape shift. Yeah, definitely. Almost certainly. Because, you know, normal scape shift can just like Feel to play the dead, lands, um, play lands, <laughs> just do anything like the the blue scapegoats don't actually have that many mountains in them so they can't yeah, just true. like naturally murder you by playing lands yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know that is like i guess it's good i guess i guess it's good now like right now if everyone's gonna be playing these you know jund and uh uro decks then having access to Karn is not bad. Yeah, that makes sense. Because there's a there's a big lack of like the aggro decks that punish you for playing Karns. And combo. There's no combo decks at all. Like well, force of negation being everywhere is probably not the best for that. Yeah, so but there's like no more storm decks, there's no more ad nauseum decks. I mean some say you can still play ad nauseum just sideboard for Vale of Summers or whatever, but <laughs> by and large, people aren't really playing these decks. Um even like the Modern Prowse deck has fallen off in popularity as well. Yeah, I'm surprised by that, honestly. Um, yeah, like, the top. Well, I guess Eldrazi Tron is still like a top deck too. Looking at the online meta, so yeah. Infect. It looks like Infect is uh is probably the most combo-y deck floating around. Yeah, and Infect is still a bad matchup, and Karn doesn't make it any better. I think it's, Dredge is. I think Dredge is really well positioned right now, actually. Um. With what people are actually doing, Dredge seems really good. Yeah, but Dredge is not a not a deck that the Aim of the Titan deck is particularly concerned with. <clears throat> yeah, they don't kill fast enough, right? Yeah, and now with Field of the Dead, like you play Titan <laughs> and you go get Bajukabog Field of the Dead, and you stabilize what creatures are on the board. You've dealt with those with your zombies, and you dealt with the graveyard with Bog. Mm-hmm. So now they're just they have nothing going dead on. in the water. They have to like go way over the top with um can flag which takes a lot more time to get spun up again after you've bogged them yeah yeah so that makes sense um and then karn can go fetch you know draft jigger's cage if that's a thing yeah that's true that's really good just being able to fetch it up um yeah so i mean karns are fine i guess i i don't know if it's the perfect list though um it has a little bit less ramp than i would like otherwise uh playing three scouts not four hmm. and i think all of last friday i just never saw scout ever so it's like hmm, you know so many games like if i had a turn on scouts this hand would be insane but scout, i do not scout let it all out also i think we've come we're starting to come full circle on dryad um oh yeah it's like against jund like do you do you side them out because Jun decks are all packing like multiple boils and like multiple jokes now. Uh-huh. So it's like if you just take them out of your deck. They have dead cards. <laughs> the cards don't do anything, right? Yeah. They literally don't do anything. It's not where a mid range deck like Jun wants to be. No. 
But then if you're but if you're playing like four dryad and like one Azusa or two Azusas, then you just don't have any ramp creatures anymore. Yeah. So I don't just know. put uh put the Azusas in the board. Yeah, there you go. Put four explore in your sideboard. Explore. Just play more Uros. Whatever. Yeah, it's true. Uro seems pretty good there. Yeah, Uro is insane against Jund. And um You could have left off a lot of those words. <laughs> yeah, Uro's insane. Uh like Amulet's probably the worst Uro deck. Because we don't actively put cards in the graveyard. Um Oh, kind of like how Amulet was the worst Oko deck? Yeah. <laughs> but it was still good? It was still good. I'm noticing a lot of similar trends between Uro and Oko. It's like Uro is just, is definitely way less busted than Oko, but it's just about as annoying. Uh, It's probably almost as annoying. It's it's just miserable for everyone involved, I feel like. It's, like, yeah. it's the same kind of like just disappointment from people i see online they're like talking about formats like legacy and modern and i guess standard too because it's legal and standard just like ugh, i still have to deal with this shit like, yeah earl's really dumb like <sighs> escaping five cards is not that hard to do multiple times if you're playing like a normal real fair deck yeah every time i've had to like bring an Earl back i'm like oh how many do i have again always have at least five like never not had it Never, never not had it. <laughs> yeah, the first time. Yeah. Whereas, like with Amulet, <clears throat> you just bring it against something like Jun because you're like, aha, I'm gonna Liliana you. Like, okay, I'm gonna discard this card, which I'm going to use to escape my Uro. <laughs> and like, oh no, yeah. I'm going to minus you. Okay, Uro's dead. I'll destroy your lands with pillage. Okay, I'm gonna use that to play my Uro again. <laughs> Yeah, and my Uro comes into play. I'll draw a card and put a land into play that you just destroyed. Ah! Could you? I'd like it. I'd like you to play that card again. Yeah, yeah. man. Which one? <laughs> it was really. Ins- it was really gross. One week I, I was like, oh man, but you know, Uro doesn't get. You can't really give it haste easily. Oh no! It's like, you know, except what for a disappointment. Except for you, sometimes you can. <laughs> That's so gross. It was like post primeval titan, green, so I already green, had blue, blue, colorless, white, red, plus. No, no, not colorless. But you just need land, white, red for the stronghold, right? Yeah. So I had like hasted oh. a titan to turn prior, and then it had subsequently been killed. So I bounced up the haste land to my hand. So I just I get to like untap, play my second blue source or whatever, and go like growth chamber. Ha! Like, Growth Chamber, Blue Source, Forest, Forest, Escape. Oh, Escape Trigger, put this Slayer Stronghold from my <laughs> hand into play. Use my Burrow Scarcity sitting here, give it haste, attack you. Uh, oh, draw another card. Oh, put another land. Oh, put Feudal the Dead in play, like a zombie. It's basically a Primeval Titan. Uh, it's better. Not well. Not well, no. Deck. It's not. It's not. not your deck. Well, well, no. But yeah. Huh. I was like, "Huh." I just like hasten Uro because of its own ETV. That's really dumb. That's quite good. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. I was like thinking about like, oh, like what do I do here? It's like, oh wait, I can do the sick nastiest thing. How often do you get that feeling playing Amulet? I feel like it's pretty often. Yeah. Sometimes 
I watch you play that deck, and it's like the scene from the fucking Grinch, where he's like, then the Grinch had an awful plan. (laughs) It's always great. It's always a great feeling when you're sitting there and you like come up with this line. You're like, oh, this line's like pretty good. And then you think about it for like half a second more like, wait, no, we can be dumber. (laughs) It's kind of like, Uh. oh, you know, I can attack you with this like two amulets. I can attack you with a Titan and make it a 20 damage and you'll die. Or or I could skill on them. (laughs) If I have like, you know. X amount of extra mana, I can just transmute for a second Titan and, and attack with both and double strike both. So he's super fucking dead. <laughs> Thus playing around fringe cards that no one's going to have in their deck. Like Yeah, it's like, oh, it is like, technically better because what if he has Ambush like packed, Viper? Or like Pact of... Uh, the fuck is the Black Pact? Slaughter Pact? Slaughter Pact. Yeah, like... It's like, oh man, like maybe he's at 20 and he has like a flash blocker, then he won't die. Oh, better get the second Titan, so he's dead. Yeah. Or like, oh man, but if he has a removal, that way the Titan will still hit him for, you know, 16, and he will have like fetch shock to do so, so he'll be at one. Oh, yeah, but <clears throat> I'll have my Azusa left over to attack him next turn. It's fine. What if he has White Shoal plus Sarah Avatar in hand? <laughs> I mean, he just gains, what, eight life? That's a decent chunk. Yeah. I don't think it's... He still dies. This the white one, actually, it's, like, it's just the green one that gains life, actually, not the white yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The white yeah. one? What the hell does white one do? The shoal. It's gonna be like, bad. prevent damage? No. It's, like, the same as the green one. I don't know. Terrible. Yeah, I don't think that... That doesn't, that doesn't save him, either. <laughs> if you shoal water spine worm, I think you live. Right? No, 15. it's 16 times oh. 2. It's 32. No, you're still dead. Because Wolfspite Room is 11, right? Oh, yeah, it's 11, huh? So you go to 31 and die anyway, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> or Strictly like... Better. But but a, a lot of the... Um, I don't know. I've complained about it before, but like... The lines are like easier now. Because it's like, oh, when is getting something other than Fields of the Dead better? Never. You know. I mean, not never, but... Mostly rarely. never. So now the only decision is like, oh, do I now I find myself asking myself like, oh, do I want to grab Valakut before I have a Dryad? Because I have a pact that I could get a Dryad with next turn and then just play a bounce land a bunch of times from my hand and kill them. Because it doesn't like hinge on the fact that my Titan has to live for me to, you know, if I don't untap with the Titan, then I can't yeah. go fetch it. But then I have a pact and I just go get another Titan. I don't know. What if I had to pay for the original pack so I can actually play a Titan next turn? <laughs> then I can just get the Dryad and you. Know. You just anyway. want to do it all, Chris. Anyways, we're about 20 minutes in on Amulet Talk, so. Which is about par for the course. Uh, I did play another online league, and I do not own Car Online, and it's 40 tickets, and I'm not buying it. So, uh, online, I'm not playing Carns, obviously. You could borrow them from Papa Moneybags over here. I suppose that is true. With that rental account that he's I, not uh, ever using. <laughs> I started off really feeling good, like 2-0, easy peasy, and then I got paired against Blue Black Urza, and that felt real bad. Real bad. Dex good. He's just like, oh, Thoughtseize you. 
Uh, Archmage's Charm, your three drop, because I took your Accelerant, so that's coming down on turn three. How oh, many Aether Guests are they playing? Three or four? <laughs> yeah. Say, so, oh, look, here's an Urza. Make a construct. Oh, you know that Astrolabe I played before? Yeah, it makes mana now for Archmage Charm again. <laughs> oh, look, untap. Just randomly have the two combo pieces, sword. Oh, infinite you? Yeah, you go. You're, you're fucking dead. Good, good. It's pretty gross. And then I got Perrigan's Greeks of Shadow, which is like, who the hell is playing this deck anymore? And I got slapped, as you do. I played against it recently, too, online, surprisingly. It's it's alive. Rumors of its demise are greatly exaggerated. And I I still stand firm on my, my belief that Greeks of Shadow never doesn't have Team or Battle Rage. Of course they do. It's always rotting in their hand. They... <laughs> always have teamer battle you live or die by the tbr it's always in your hand either being completely useless or winning you the game <laughs> well against me it's usually winning the game god yeah, that card what a miserable card i hate that card yeah feast or famine yeah but i did manage to bring it back with a three two so hashtag free roll yeah teamer battle rage basically has companion in that deck you just have it every game it's so annoying except it's worse because yeah, it's actually it in your hand you actually had to like draw it yeah oh man I, I almost got bamboozled once by a defensive TBR <laughs> what the fuck for the first strike yeah to like trade with a double strike titan <laughs> I was like, wow, I was not expecting this to be a thing to like I had to deal with. <laughs> Amazing. Cause like if your shadow's like a seven seven, right? And I'm like, oh, I attack you with my even if it's like an eight six titan, you're like, oh, TPR it. You're like, huh. That's quite so good. So your shadow wouldn't I mean, if it's a six six, then your shadow doesn't even die. Like, ugh. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> hot that's what that is i don't think it worked out for the opponent in the end though yeah because I mean, you had a titan so private titan is absurd yeah yeah anyway what have you been playing recently john so i've been i've been running our fnms which uh, has kept me from playing in some of them by the way quick plug if you guys want to play in our modern online fnms you just have to have uh, a webcam uh zoom and a modern deck uh hit us up on one of our social media outlets i will send you the info you can play with us be a nice person uh no cheating scouts yeah, code there's, there's no stakes so yeah no stakes point? no stakes <laughs> just you get to play paper modern magic with people who have reasonable decks that they're practiced with which is kind of nice um so yeah hit us up and uh i can uh i can shoot you the info so you can join us for that um we've been getting about 10 people so i'd like to boost the numbers up a little bit i think uh, i think i could pretty easily get it up into like the 20 range and it wouldn't really be much more of an issue to manage so um so yeah uh but i've been playing when i do play i've been playing blue white blade and i hate it it's terrible i hate it got spell quellers terrible stoneforge not a big fan honestly um just been really disappointed with the deck um i would much rather be playing uh bant new blade the the bant control deck uh with uh no uh stone fortress or equipment and i've actually been playing that online i got my 
burst 5-0 with the deck recently. I'm playing like an old McWin sauce list. I haven't really, didn't really tweak it. I just kind of ran it back. Uh, I really haven't played much Magic. I only played a couple leagues since we've been in quarantine. So pretty good, uh, 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 pretty good record, all things considered. Uh, so I was very happy to get my 5-0. The deck felt really powerful. Uh, played against like real decks. I didn't really play against like random garbage or anything. Um, I just really like that you get to play more counter spells when you're not playing Stoneforge. You get more Archmage's Charms, and um, without you don't really need Stoneforge. You have Uro. Um, Uro's great. What a great win con. Um, and the sideboard's disgusting. It's everything that's wrong with 2019 Magic. Uh, you know, you've got Dovin's Veto, Veil of Summer. Uh, you can play um, uh, Aether. Gust, if you want to play Aether Gust, uh, you could you play Ashiok. You just got all the really stupid poser cards that they've printed. Plus, you get to play Celestial Purge, and uh, it's just yeah, it's just miserable. <laughs> it's just really miserable, man. Uh, it's just stupid ass cards. There's no, there's no like I don't know the the, the subtleties of building a sideboard for these decks is these Bant decks is not how it used to be. Where you, I, I know. You're just like you're not agonizing over or you're not like trying to be creative and think about like how to you know like piece your sideboard together to like cover your angles you're just like oh how many of these stupid ass hoser cards do i want to play like cool i could play three veil of summer but then i can only play two of you know aether gust or whatever i don't know it's like get out of here uh very disappointed in that um, but it is a fun deck to play. I really like playing control decks. I really love Ice Fang Kotal. Uh, Baleful Strix was my like favorite card for a long time. I have a Baleful Strix on my wall back there. Um, Ice Fang Kotal is Strix with Flash, so what's not to love? Uh, I love playing Astrolabe Kotal decks, so I'm pretty pretty happy playing those decks. But uh, I definitely is like, man, there's some there's some shit wrong with Magic right now. I feel like so. Um, hoping we can kind of cut back on that in the future oh i want to take a moment moment to bitch about mystic sanctuary <laughs> yeah. for a second yeah mystic sanctuary what a card holy crap so this card is a common so everyone in popper fucking hates it too and it's really dumb because it's an island and you can fetch it it deprives a common too i believe so you get to play deprive uh, yeah you can deprive mystic sanctuary lock people in popper yeah it's hot uh, instead of cryptic command locking people in modern, which is what you do in modern. Hey, a lot of decks play one deprive. And <laughs> it's just really gross because if you're playing like the blue black rose deck plays god how many missing like is three, it four? four? Three or four. Like yeah. it's good. A lot. It's really good if Archmage's charm. It's really good. Because you get to do stupid shit like uh you're like end of turn, they don't do anything, you're like, draw two cards, crack my fetch. Buy back my charm. Still got counters up. Yeah, just drew two cards. Just dig for that Urza or dig for the combo spell. Yeah, really good, really good. And it's an island, so it like counts towards other Mystic Sanctuaries. <laughs> yeah, why is it an island? That's the worst part. That's the most egregious part. Is that it's an island for some god awful reason? Yeah, just don't make it an island, and it's fine. Yeah, it's still kind of gross. But, but then you can't fucking fetch for it. Oh, yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, I, I guess being able to fetch for Mystic Sanctuary is pretty disgusting. No, you're right? right, you're right. That's what lets you fetch for it. Yeah, that actually fixes it if you just don't make it an island. Yeah. No, you're right. 100%. I forgot yeah, about what a, that. What a dumb that. common. I, that's probably, like, the dumbest common that's been printed into modern in a long time. 
astrolabe <laughs> well okay but yeah in like a, a standard set yeah i mean i love astrolabe but it's quite good <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyways uh yeah i've been playing uh i've been playing control decks uh i've also um been playing uh some weird stuff for not a format that you've heard of i guess i'll get into that at the end but i'm prepping for an event in a, a kind of a weirdo format so i guess i'll kind of dive into that at the end of spoilers as its own topic but i've also been i've also been doing a lot of deck building lately so it's cool um but i think we want to get into uh ikoria is that how we pronounced ikoria i don't know how you pronounce that I guess long, long tradition of hard to pronounce magic sets. Um, yeah, Coria is uh, is a wedge uh, focused uh, set or yes, wedge. Same as cons block, right? Yeah, yeah. Same as cons uh, wedges, not not shards. Uh, and uh, they've introduced a variety of interesting new mechanics, and we want to go over some of them but before we go over cool interesting mechanics we gotta go over some really basic shit and that's mana because they have spoiled some pretty spicy lands for uh, us modern legacy pioneer etc players and that is um i'm gonna put it up here on screen for the video people but that's the uh the triomes which are um three color uh tap lands they etb tapped they make uh the color of their wedge but they have basic land types um so they are fetchable and because that wasn't good enough for some reason they just threw cycling for three colorless on there because hey why the hell not <laughs> yeah why not why not not good enough without cycling you know it's a mechanic from the set gotta give everything cycling that's cycling cycling very important flavorful topical thematic yeah, I don't know why they have cycling. That's it's just absurd to me. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, these are definitely the best typed lands I think we've gotten since Shocks. Yeah, think. probably. I think so. They're probably better than like the um, what? But Tangle lands. lands or Tangle lands, yeah. Um, or the two colored fetchable cycle lands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think these are the best. I think this is the best set of lands that we've gotten since. Uh, since shocks and obviously the the new fetches, but we'll consider that separate. So since since shocks, I think these are the the best lands we've gotten. Um, they do have a cost. The ETB tapped. Uh, there's no way to really finagle that other than playing uh, an amulet of vigor. <laughs> but why would you do that? But why would you do that? Um, so we've got uh, just to, as a quick rundown, we've got the junk one. Uh, we've got the rug one. We've got the Jeskai one. We got the Mardu one, and we got the Sultai one. Um, I'm not sure why I didn't say Abzan instead of junk, but yeah. So those are, those are the ones we got. We got the, the cons block. Asban. Asban. Asban one. Um, so yeah, these are going to be seeing a lot of play in modern. I don't think you really like want to stock up too crazily on these. Like, I think you only want a couple in your deck. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I don't know how many decks want more than, more like than one or two. Definitely not more than two. Yeah. So and probably most decks probably don't even want two. Yeah, I think one. So what I realized, though, is that these are really powerful with the snow decks. Because you want to fetch basics most of the time in the snow decks anyways. 
but at some point you usually need to like fetch a shock to kind of get your your double color mana you know um for like your blue blue or even if you're playing cryptic your blue 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 well a lot of times you're like you're not getting to pick a color right like you're off you're like oh like which shock do i want and like oh it's usually a better shock but yeah. you're kind so of making a concession like if you were playing the four color snow deck right mm-hmm. you're kind of like man i really want to get you know <clears throat> blue and red and green right? yeah, i want to yeah. play this colgan's command or something yeah, but yeah. i kind of want more green to play ice fing totals yeah yeah these these help with that uh a significant amount and um I'm glad there's no Bant one. <laughs> yeah, lucky for us, there's no Bant one right now. Lucky for us and the rest of the format, no Bant one yet. Um, Jeskai, though, uh, you know, historically been good, uh, good control colors. Uh, Rug, Rug Snow is real, and Rug Urza Urozo is real. I think they will play one of these. Uh, pretty confident they'll play one one yeah. Ket- ketria triome in their deck and i'm pretty sure there's still like a bug or is the deck too right uh yeah yeah uh probably um it's basically blue black urza with burrows mm-hmm. so uh and these uh i have heard people say that these are really good actually as like a one or a two of in legacy decks uh right now uh even in like delver because like you know your your land count in delver is is like in the 19 to 20 range these days and um you have to make the choice on like you know on your mana and just being able to play like one of these to like fix all your colors at once is like pretty solid for you rugged over people out there <laughs> yeah rugged over i don't know it's like rugged over plays pretty or used to I don't, not as much anymore we used to play really tight on mana so like you know a land drawing a land that's really bad today's is not the best but i think you can I think I agree with what I've read that you can play, you know, like one of these in, in your legacy deck. And the more controlling decks definitely um, benefit from that. Um, Miracle splashing red. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the, the legacy. Blood or something. Dude, their four color control decks are absurd in legacy right now, dude. Like, they're getting close to like 5C status. It's like, it's out of control. Uh, <laughs> the mana is just absurd. <clears throat> Astrolabe. Astrolabe is doing some 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 badness to uh to legacy right now. Um but yeah, these are sweet. Uh they're also really good in Pioneer. Um Pioneer's mana is okay. Um this will certainly help. Um so that's cool. Um they're I don't know, they're just gonna be they're gonna be around. You're gonna be seeing a lot of these. Um they're staples for sure. I haven't looked at the prices yet, I don't really want to because I'm probably gonna be scared. I don't. I don't think these should they're, be all that expensive. They're just rares, though, so that's nice. And they're 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 not as good as shocks. Like not but even they're close. Not, they're not. No. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, not being forced. I will, ugh, in standard, though, standard standard demand might really uh, drive costs on these. Kind of, but I mean, even shocks in standard weren't more than usually more no more than like ten bucks. Yeah. See how much the hype drives them up. I'm not sure what they're at right now. Kind of curious, actually. Oh, see, see, this is perfect with days. You can daze it and then cycle it. Ah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So we got these trilands, and then um, we've got a couple other cycles of cards. And this isn't really a cycle, but it's a new mechanic. You want to talk about the companions? This is kind of a big change to 
to magic. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like so my understanding of a companion is it's basically like a commander, but for constructed. Yeah, basically is yeah, uh, how so it works. They the, they take up a sideboard slot. Um, and, um, you have to, they have, they have a, a rule, a criteria that you must meet to use them as your companion. And each one of them has a, a different, uh, uh, rule that must be met. I guess we can go over one just to give you an example. Uh, Lutri, the spell chaser has been one that's gotten a lot of press because, uh, it turns your, your deck into an EDH deck and then subsequently got banned at EDH because there was no cost for playing it. Uh, it says yeah, each non-land card in your starting deck, that means your your 60 that you uh, present at the beginning of the game, uh, or you're more than 60 potentially, uh, has a different name. So every card in your deck that you present to your opponent must have a different name. And if so, uh, you have the ability to cast this card once um, from your sideboard. I'm it's not outside sure where, the game. Outside the game. It lives outside the game. It's technically in your sideboard. Um, so in, in Lutri's case, if um, if your deck uh, has uh, all non-land cards of different names from each other, uh, you can cast it uh, and uh, once the first time uh, from outside the game. It's yeah, like an so, extra card in your hand at all times. So if you're John and you like playing Highlander decks at FNM for some reason in Modern, you can have Lutri as your companion. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good uh, ad. It's uh it's a one hybrid is it hybrid is it three two with flash. It says when it ETBs, if you cast it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. I'm I'm excited. And it's an otter. I'm, oh yeah, it's an elemental otter, legendary creature. <laughs> so what's really interesting about these cards is you can actually um. Like in Lutri's case, you could have a Lutri in your your main deck, and also a companion Lutri, I believe, in your board. Yeah, why not? And so you can you can actually you can double up on on Lutri if if it's an if the card has an effect that you are willing just to shove into your deck, um, you can you can do so. Um, so it's kind of cool. So I mean, I think the original design of these cards were to be limited, right? Uh, you can draft them, and then your draft deck is probably much more likely to meet whatever condition your companion has than your constructed. Because some of these companion restrictions are like really restricted. <laughs> yeah, like there's one the, the dinosaur hippo. It says your starting deck can only contain cards with fair mana cost three or greater and land cards. That's terrible and constructed. So unless you're playing Living End, actually you can't even do that because you're playing Living End. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty terrible um uh let's just go through them real quick there's only a, a few and uh, they're very interesting uh so uh, you were talking about karuga the the macro sage which is a dinosaur hippo it is a dinosaur hippo yeah for three simic hybrid simic hybrid it's a five four uh and when it etbs you draw a card for each other permanent you control with converted mana cost three or greater good and limited kind of Ish. i guess it's fine it's a fatty that you always have in hand i guess um yeah and all these cards are banned in commander for the companion thing right are they all banned or was it just lutri i would think they would i think they just banned lutri oh maybe just lutri yeah i think the just others free. you can so in edh they're just outside the game yeah they're like a 101st card i think 
Yeah, I think like if you're playing like what Spawn Sire of Ulamog or whatever, and you use the ability to get Eldrazi from outside the game, you can just do whatever the hell you want. I have no idea. I don't play DH, man. Right? You just like <laughs> pull out your 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 binder and just like ah throw all the fatties on the table. I have no idea. That sounds really funny though. <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's go for uh, let's look at one that's a little better. Uh, Zerda the Dawn Waker is uh, one Boros Hybrid Boros Hybrid three three. Uh, it says that each permanent in your starting deck has to have an activated ability. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of a big ask. <laughs> yeah. So tap tapping lands says each permanent that that includes lands is. Tapping for well, mana is not... Tapping for mana is an activated it ability. It is, okay. Yeah. So it works. Okay. Uh, that makes more sense for limited, I guess, because that would be very hard to use otherwise in limited. Uh, so yeah, everything in the deck has to have an activated ability. It says abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the cost to be less than one mana. Yeah, so it's training grounds. Yeah, on a 3-3. Three, three. And it has one in a tap. Target creature can't block this turn. Uh, yeah, haven't really looked at the set that closely to see like if this is a real thing and limited, but um, yeah, this um, this one yeah. seems like it could be broken in like vintage or something. Uh, it's just a training grounds that you always have in, in hand that you don't have to ever draw, <laughs> which is quite nice. Uh, so that one's spicy. I can see that one getting quite broken. Uh, I know there's some excitement about um this cat companion over here it's a cat nightmare oh we're jumping over it you can't wait any longer yeah, straight over the cat we gotta um, go to the cat yeah the cat's gotten a lot this is the one that i think people are most excited slash worried about i think mostly worried yeah so it's uh it's called lurus of the dream den it is two and two orzov mana it's one uh, and two orzov mana right yeah so it's one generic two orzov mana yeah yeah three mana uh, its companion clause is each permanent card in your starting deck has converted mana cost two or less, so the opposite of the hippo. Permanence. Yeah, specifically permanence. Yeah, permanence. And it has lifelink. And it says, during each of your turns, you may cast one permanent spell from your graveyard with mana cost two or less. And it's a 3-2. Whatever. It's a 3-2. <laughs> yeah, this one's uh, pretty sick. Yeah, it's like... Only for permanence, but um, if you can kind of replay, you know, shit every turn. Sam's going to put it in his deck, in his mono-white deck. Yeah, just don't play it as a companion. Yeah, he just wants to put it in his main deck. Just play it as, as a creature. Like He's Richard very Garfield happy intended. to um, to be able to play Kami of False Hope. Oh, every single just turn. just fog people for the rest of the game. Oh. Also, rebuys his Martyr of Sands. Yeah. <laughs> you can also replay, you know, whatever random shit gets destroyed that's two mana or less. Yeah, this card's just insane with any kind of permanent that like sacks to draw a card or do a thing, right? Like one thing uh to note is it says cast, not play. So you cannot play lands mm-hmm. with this card. Seal of fire every turn, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's thinking um, really small. <laughs> it's like chrome star draw a card every turn yeah so yeah this card is uh is powerful um 
I'm excited to see what people do with this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of like creatures and artifacts that have like uh, sacrifice abilities to gain card advantage or do do sweet effects. Um, this is pretty good if like um, what's the stupid card from a cephalid breakfast that you like sack it to gain back the life that you lost? Children of Corlos. Is that modern legal, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, so you can play this with Children of Corlos and just like never, never lose to combat damage. Yeah. So Sam's talking about. Um, his sick new combo. So we're gonna have to jump. We have to jump around a little bit. Talk about another card to explain this this combo to all of you. Um, and actually has nothing to do with this cat. But <laughs> on the topic of on the topic of Sam. Uh, so there's a card that's spoiled that Sam's very excited about, even more so than this cat. Uh, the moth. And it is Luminous Brood Moth, aka Mothra. And it had the alternate art is literally Mothra. <laughs> it is four mana. It's a three four. It flies. And it says whatever creature you control without flying dies, return to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter. Well, why is this good? You say, with children of Koilos. <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> Story time. There's another card called Hex Parasite. <laughs> Hex Parasite is an interesting card because it's one of the only cards in the game of Magic that can remove counters from things. Any kind of counter. Typically, it was used like as anti-planeswalker tech. But now, we can remove the flying counter that we give to Children of Krolos when it comes back from the dead. And Children of Krolos gains you life that you've lost this turn... Which is convenient because you pay life with your Pax Parasite to remove counters. So for not a lot of mana, you can gain an absurd amount of life. Yeah. Yeah, quite a, quite a bit, in fact. Not infinite, but exponential. An arbitrarily large amount. And he's also very excited because you can find both Hex Parasite and Children of Coilos with Ranger Captain. <laughs> or just get them both with Ranger Vios. No cats are needed for this combo. Wait, but L Luris buys them back too, right? Yeah, yeah. but Luris could just play month a turn. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so like, if, to kill it, the hex parasite, you just yeah, yeah, play yeah. But it, and it, gets you, it gets you going if if one of them is in the yard for some reason. Yeah, and since he's only playing like one of each, you know. Like, oh no, they they destroyed my one hex parasite. Well, it's, bad. it's all coming together. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, yes, the moth. Yeah. The moth's cool. The moth is uh moth is cool. I mean there's a bunch of other companion cards here too, but uh actually I've heard a lot of people talking about uh Yorion Sky Nomad. Um this is this one's great. It's uh it's a four or five for three hybrid Azorius, hybrid Azorius, and its clause is your starting deck contains at least twenty cards more than the minimum deck size. So y'all need to show up with an eighty card deck to play Yorion. Is this card also banned in Commander's Companion? No, I don't. They, I think they literally just banned Lutri last I heard. I thought 
like the the format rules of commander was that it's 99 cards plus your commander i just don't think it works right so that you just can't i don't just can't it, use it as a commander, i just don't right? think it needs to be banned because it just doesn't do anything yeah i think is how that works yeah well, yeah, yeah so i'm not saying like it's it's banned per se but like you're not allowed to use it as a companion because the rules of EDH say you cannot have a deck that has more than 99 cards in it, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Stupid EDH, always ruining the rules. Oh, yes. EDH ruining fun for everyone. Uh, and Yorian's uh, text is a flyer, or it's a flyer, I should say. Uh, when an ETBs exile any number of other non-land permanents you own and control, return those cards to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. So just Flickers your board for the turn. It flicker wisps your board. Um, and so if you have something else that flickers the Yorion, you can start getting some some stuff going there. You got a <laughs> stew going. Um, you can abuse some ETBs. So It's not quite a World Gorger dragon, but... <laughs> Sam Black is really hype about this card, I will tell you that. Oh, I bet he is. Sam Black is real excited. Real excited. You know what else is great about this card? It's a bird serpent. Yeah. Serpent bird. Bird serpent. Serpent bird. Bird serpent. Bird serpent. Bird serpent. Let's play this in our 80 card swan deck. <laughs> so you can draw more cards of swan. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's definitely what we're going to be doing. That's no. No. Anyways, moving on. Uh, there's some other companions. Oh, I, I see they printed a they printed a cat one, Chris, for your cat EDH deck. Yeah, the problem. Okay, so each creature card in your starting deck is a cat, elemental, nightmare, dinosaur, or beast. So yeah, for cat EDH, sign sign you me up. Except for I play pure steel paladin. It's not a it's not a cat or elemental or get that shit out of here. It's not a cat. Get out. Get out. Not a cat. Illegal. Yeah, so if you system, systemically change the cat deck back to its, its roots. Uh, yeah, it's got Vigilance. It says each other creature you control that's a cat, Elemental Nightmare, Dinosaur, or Beast gets plus one, plus one, and has Vigilance. Just a free lord, you know? Chilling out in your, uh, your hand at all times, basically. Yeah. It's pretty good, meow. <laughs> I like how it does like stuff with other types but it's it's white green so you know i don't think you're playing this in the nightmare tribal deck <laughs> yeah but it does buff your nightmares all your white nightmares it works well with cats beasts and dinosaurs but not so much elementals or nightmares i feel like oh there are a lot of them but in there, this set there are some elementals that are green i guess yeah Ground like this breaker. elemental elk over here elkamental uh, anyways, the rest of these cards are interesting, but not like super exciting. Um, so they've also printed. Uh, oh, that, that okay, but that does remind me of the, uh, the one campaign that says like your deck has to have even convert mana costs. Yeah, which led to a bunch of arguing about whether zero was an even or an odd number. Yeah, I'm not sure how that one was ever an argument. For those of you at home who don't know the answer to that question, shame on you. And it's even. 
So I was talking to someone about it and they were like, I don't understand why people would even think this because even if you Google stuff like zero is an odd number or zero is not an even number, you just get results that are like, no, fuck you. Zero is even. You're stupid. <laughs> like, even if you like skew your, your, like your query in such a way to like try to get wrong results, you can't get like, it just feeds you the correct info. It's like, no, not bro. It's, it's even. It's like, I don't know why this was ever an argument that yeah, occurred there's, online. There's a lot more like articles that have been staying the earth is flat than zero is odd. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred percent accurate. I'm. Just, I don't know why why this has been such an issue for people. I don't even. It doesn't even like. It doesn't even like have like gut. It doesn't even gut feel wrong to me. I don't even like. Like, there's not even, like, a niggling, like, well, maybe. Like, it feels like it should be odd. No, it just it doesn't even, it feels there's, even. There's nothing odd about it. Yeah, I don't understand, like, why people would ever think that zero is odd. Like, it's just very strange to me. But whatever. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that did, that did spawn a lot of arguing online with people detached from reality and very <laughs> exasperated other people. <laughs> um... Yeah, at, at me if you think zero is odd. Don't add me if you think zero is odd. <laughs> I could use the free entertainment on Twitter. Not enough drama on Twitter already, let me tell you. There, There is. That was a lie. There's a lot of drama on Twitter. Well, speaking of their um, cycles, uh, with the new wedge set, they've printed new ultimatums. Oh, boy. Uh, up till now, we've only had the shards ultimatums, but now, after Karans had failed us in providing ultimatums themselves, we finally have wedge-colored ultimatums. Exciting! They're a lot better than the old ones. <laughs> Power creep. Kind of. Some of them are pretty good. Uh, so this one has some some exciting text on it. Uh, the Mardu one. So all the ultimatums are. Two, three, two in the respective color wedges. So Mardu being triple white, two blue, two black. You mean two red? That. Uh, this is destroy <laughs> as, all as non-land permanents your opponents control. Yeah, it's pretty hot. It's it's like plague wind except for one-sided everything. Plague Wind is one-sided. Oh, that's right, you're right. But it's only creatures. This just blows up everything that's not a land. Yeah. EDH players rejoice. Yeah, this goes in Marchessa, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, it's Mardu colored, it's EDH, we can afford a 7-mana spell, why not? Uh, uh, next we have the Teamer colored one. It's called Genesis Ultimatum. I guess I should tell you the name of the uh, Marty one that was Ruinous, Ruinous. Ultimatum. Uh, but Genesis Ultimatum, team are colored. You look at the top five cards of your library. You can put any number of permanent cards among them into the battlefield and the rest into your hand. And you exile the uh, Ultimatum. Get the shit out of here. No shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, not again. <laughs> not again. Only once. <laughs> yeah, so it's seven mana either... So what's the worst case? Seven mana draw five? Yeah. It's pretty good still. Like, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's fine. 
it's fine. Yeah, it's not great, but it's basically Blue Sun, seven mana draw five. No, Blue Sun's worse. It's triple mm-hmm. blue. It's also yeah. an instant though. This is a sorcery. It's a sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. It's spring to mind. Ha. Huh. Yeah, this card's pretty powerful. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna see people trying to do busted shit with this very soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, people talking about um, standard the teamer fires deck. Ooh. yeah, seems good in fires. Seems gross. Yeah, seven mana cast this for free. It doesn't cast. So you get a bunch of other permanents into play because the problem with fires, right, is you can only play two spells a turn. Mm-hmm. Well, if your spells put more spells into play. You don't really cast them. Someone pointed out that uh, I think every yeah every ultimatum gets aether gusted. It's green or red, right? They are all yes. green or red. They are yeah. all green or red. <laughs> aether gust hits all of these, <laughs> which is pretty fucking depressing. I'm not gonna lie. That is sad times. You pay seven mana and your opponent Aether gusts you. Would you like to put it on the top? Or the, or the bottom? bottom. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh, you want to fight back? Well, you're not going to be able to because you just tapped out for this ultimatum. Yeah. At sorcery speed. Yeah. All right, which one do we want to talk about next? We'll just go in order here. Uh, Next, we have Eerie Ultimatum, which is the Asban, Asban. colored one. Uh, it says, return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. Sweet. I know there's an EDH deck out there that has such a boner for this card. Yeah, is it uh, Carador or whatever? I, oh, you just I, mean in general. I don't in think general. That, I don't think there is a EDH deck that has a boner for this card. I think any EDH deck in these colors has a boner for this card, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it basically just says put all permanents in your graveyard back into play. Yeah. Non land. pretty fucking uh, Non basic land permanents, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or you get one. You get one of each, basically. One of each. Yeah. But yeah. Undo the Sundering Titan. Yeah, yikes. Uh, then we have the Jeskai colored one, Inspired Ultimatum. Very inspired name. So this one uh, feels the most like, uh, what's it, Cruel Ultimatum? Mm-hmm. In that, so target player gains five life, uh, Inspired Ultimatum deals five damage to any target, and then you draw five cards. It's fine. Yeah, you know, gain five, deal five, draw five. It's not bad. Game five life, kill a creature, draw five cards. Six for one. <laughs> Cause what was um cultivatum, right? It was like uh, it was like raise dead, draw two discard. I have it right here. It is a target player sex a card, discards right, a uh, sex a creature, discards three, loses five, and then you get a creature back, draw three, gain five. Cultivatum was really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, Cruel Ultimatum does like three things like this. Oh, yeah. It does three things for your opponent and three things for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cruel Ultimatum is a is a six for one as well, right? Or no? It's oh my god, it's better than that. It's an eight. 
well, it's an eight for one with a ten point life swing. If everything goes according, yeah, yeah, it's an eight for one with a ten point life swing. Whereas this is a this is a six, uh, a six for one if you hit a creature with a five point life swing or a five for one with a ten point life swing. Coral yeah. Tomato is really good. <laughs> yeah, arguably, um, Runa's Ultimate could be better. Yeah, depending on what's going on. Runa's Ultimatum yeah. can be a very, very much for one. A, a yeah. many for one. Many for one. Many for one. All so, for one. All for one, yes. One for all. Uh, and then we got one more. Yeah, so finally we have Bug. Uh, Emergent Ultimatum. So this is kind of a... Combo, combo, combo. Doozy. It's, so you search your library for up to three monocolored cards with the different names and you exile them right with me so far an opponent chooses one of those cards shuffle that card into your library and you may cast the other cards without paying their mana costs exile this ultimatum yeah <laughs> it's like choose choose three you get the worst two <laughs> not the best one but like you get the worst two monocolored cards with different names. Yeah. So I wonder. <laughs> this gotta be ways to set up combos where no matter which two you get, you do a thing, right? Like, like what? Restoration Angel, Kiki Jiki. Uh, what's the one that takes? Con no, that one wouldn't work. I guess the one that takes control of stuff. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Shoot. The like five drop of haste. That oh, takes zealous conscripts. Zealous conscripts. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a way though to like set up some sort of splinter twin esque combo type thing, right? With three, three, three cards that all interact with the other, whichever the other one it gets paired with. I mean, you could. I guess you could technically do basically the dubious challenge thing, where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, glimmer points, oh, grizzle brand. Uh, Iona Flicker Wisp. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well, which fatty do I get with my Flicker Wisp? <laughs> you didn't have to pick the Flicker Wisp here, though. You can just have another awesome fatty. Yeah, you could just play three fatties, right? Yeah. Yikes. It's hot. <laughs> but they must be monocolored. Yeah. To prevent you from getting more ultimatums. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's cards. Yeah. Oh, it's not even just creatures. It's cards. Wow. So you can get, like, omniscience. Oh, my. oh wow. World fire. Yeah, whatever, man. Wow. That's... Wow. 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 This is busted. <laughs> huh. Like trying to think of like all the different dumb cards you could play now. You could like dump this into your yard and torrential gear hulk it, right? I know it's only instance. No, it's only instance. Dang. <laughs> I was like, every time you see the big stum like spell like this, like, oh, how do I cheat it? Like, well, like what card like replays sorceries from your graveyard? Not much. Yeah, it's because sorceries are usually more powerful than instants. 
you can sins from the past it. I don't even know what that card does. But that's six mana. Save yourself a mana. I mean, it's probably not easy. exactly. It's probably it. less restrictive casting cost, though, right? It's four black black. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet. How many listeners do you think know what uh, sins from the past does off the top of their head? Yeah, let's. Uh, we can pull that one up. I guess sins from the past. Yeah. Let's see this art. Doesn't even come up. <laughs> you just made a card up, Chris. You lied to us. Mm. Is it sins of the past? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Sins of the past. Oh, it's from uh, original Ravnica. Oh, it gets instant or sorceries. That's cool. Some Jeremy Jarvis art. Yeah, so why do I know about this card? Uh, because I'm a kitchen table nightmare to play with. <laughs> and I thought it'd be fun to build a deck with my friends, you know, when nobody knew how to play magic, including myself. A, you know, black ritual-based Dragonstorm deck. Oh, God. <laughs> You just have to find a way to bin your dragon storm and then like dark red, dark red, cabal ritual sins, and then you just you sins your, your dragon storm back. Play some. And boom, that's like storm four right there. Four or five, yeah. They die. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's like because nine mana is a lot of mana, right? Yeah. For dragon storm, that's a lot of mana. Six mana, much more palatable. The fact that it cost a lot of mana and you wanted storm was just a feature because you just ritualed up to the mana and then you had your storm taken care of. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Casting the card enables the card. <laughs> it's like it's it's basically a one card combo at that point. Yeah. Just add fast mana. There are a lot of cards like that in Magic. It turns out that's why they banned all the fucking fast mana. <laughs> seething song we're looking at you yeah or uh was it braid of fire the one that just like made more and more mana every turn right is that what that did i don't think my card's banned how about they banned braid am i crazy uh, i don't think so but they banned it oh no i'm just bad because it makes the mana in your upkeep oh <laughs> yeah put in put an age counter on it Make a red mana equal to the age counters on it during your upkeep. <laughs> Back, I think they print, yeah, mana burn was still a thing when they printed this, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it kills you eventually. Ooh. <laughs> Not anymore. Now Not it's... anymore. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what sweet instance you could cast if Braid of Fire. Not Sins of the Past. Anyways. <laughs> probably whatever your favorite dumb x spell yeah oh you could cast palaka worm with it just need some green mana and a and a fetch land palaka worm you oh, no. mean not palaka um uh the hell is the worm pan glacial pan glacial worm yeah you just that's that's it the classic braid of fire pan glacial worm deck yeah a, a staple deal, from years past fetch. they're in pan the same glacial set worm. actually right yeah, <laughs> same block for sure. I guess the same. I guess there's set. only one set in that. Yeah. yeah, it's the same set. It was the combo. They were just designed to work together. I'm sure. Just you know. Or you could just find two blue man and play expansion explosion or something. I don't know. <laughs> that is good. 
and then we'll talk about these uh these mythoses next i guess sure it's like another little cycle thing going on yeah get this font of mythos out of here <laughs> one thing is these mythos the art is sick yeah seb mckinnon got to do the art for all these i don't think there's any alternate art other there's just an extended art no alternate art yeah they're like um they look like uh cave paintings like uh paleolithic cave paintings yeah but they're sick cave paintings <laughs> seb mckinnon is a very talented artist um and so yeah, we've got them for the uh, each of the wedges. Um, they're each monocolored, but then if you pay the other two colors, uh, in it does a thing. It does a better thing. Yeah. So um, uh, I guess we'll just go in Wooberg order here. Um, the first one is Mythos of Snapdax, and the, each of these is named after one of the apex predators, which is a a big nasty beastie they're printing in this set. One for each wedge, and they're cool, I guess. Um, but the uh, the mythoses yeah, are whatever are cool too. I think I like the mythoses better, uh, probably because they're a little bit more playable because they're cheaper. <laughs> um, uh, but mythos of Snapdex is two white white sorcery. And it says each player chooses an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker from among the non-land permanents they control, and then sacrifices the rest. If black and red were uh, spent to cast this spell, you choose the permanents for each player instead <laughs> so that's cool it's like um you get to yeah. like uh immercool them <laughs> during so your it's, uh cataclysm. it's basically yeah it's basically cataclysm that doesn't hit lands but if you pay the colors you choose both sides of the cataclysm <laughs> pretty solid it's symmetrical you see <laughs> Uh, the blue one is uh, Mythos of Aluna, which is, uh, these These are all, except for one of them, two and two colorless and two of the color. Uh, it's two blue-blue. Let's create a token that's a copy of target permanent. Okay. Uh, if red-green was spent to cast this spell, instead create a token that's a copy of that permanent, except that token has, when this permanent enters the battlefield, if it's a creature, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. Yeah, whatever. This sucks get the shit out of here uh the next one <laughs> yeah well pretty pretty weak pretty weak uh the next one i think is is the one i'm really excited about though i like this one a lot uh this one is going to be everywhere in standard man it's going to be all over in standard i'm calling it this card's hot it's uh this is the cheaper one this is two and a black for mytho mythos of neth neth nethroy nethroy these names man do not roll off the tongue also has really sick art it's like a thing eating a guy it's like the like guy, guy is like flying belly. it's like flying up in the air like you're tossing a chip to catch in your mouth and then it's got like the really rudimentary like like x-ray scan of the thing's stomach and there's like another sad little person in the stomach already <laughs> stick figure person <laughs> uh and it's an instant uh those are all sorceries i wonder which one they pushed huh mana cheaper instant instead of sorcery hmm. uh destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature or if green white was spent to cast this spell and I, the awkward the awkward um f uh, phrasing here is to enable targeting properly uh because you choose targets first in, in magic so yeah um so you basically you if you pay two in a black you destroy a creature so it's better murder 
Uh, but if you pay black, green, white, you destroy an all-land permanent. It's non-land vindicate. Yeah. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> and it's not land vindicate where it's just better murder if you just like are off a color or something. Yeah. Like it's great. It's modal. I love modal cards. Yeah. Modal. Modal is hot. Uh yeah, I think this is this this is the one that's gonna see the most play, I think, for sure. This card's insane in the membrane. Uh the red one. Uh Mythos of Vedruk. Vedruk? Vedrock? I don't know. Fly guy. It's two red red sorcery. Deals five damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers. If white blue was spent to cast the spell until your next turn, those permanents can't attack or block and their activated abilities can't be activated. This card is um It's just it's, fine. it's just four four mana split five damage up however you want on creatures and planeswalkers. The, the second clause is, is whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine you needing to spend white-blue very often. Yeah, that's a red card. Uh, the last one is Mithros of Brakos, which is two green-green sorcery. If blue and black was spent to cast this spell, so they're leading with it this time, search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. So you get to Entomb. <laughs> Hmm, I wonder what's coming next. Uh, <laughs> return up to two permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. So it's um, it's D-Tutor that raised dead something. But better. it's it's regrowth. It's, Not even it's regrowth. regrowth stapled to DT. To, yeah, yeah. And Entomb if you pay the extra. <laughs> the yeah, extra I money. guess you don't even have to, like, regrow what you Entombed. If you don't want to, no. But it has to be permanence. Mm-hmm. This one's um, this one's potentially quite powerful too. Um, pulling stuff out of your deck and then putting it into your hand is always really good. Um, it's a little expensive, but um, you know, it is usually a two for one though. So yeah, yeah. Um, and standard is usually a little light on these kind of um, tutor effects, so. I could see this being quite good, actually, in a, in a, in a more late game deck, slower deck. I mean, it's like Diabolic Tutor plus another card. Mm-hmm. But everyone gets to see what it is. Also, you don't target what you get, because if you did target, you couldn't get what you Entomb. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the same spell. <laughs> you can't, like, target halfway through the resolution of your spell. Mm-hmm. So I think the best one is obviously the black one, and I think the white one is probably the second best. Yeah. The green one is probably after that, and then the red, and I think the blue is the weakest. I think the blue is easily the weakest. Yeah, so blue getting the shaft for once. Good riddance after all the powerful green-blue cards we've had recently. I don't think we need a rug card floating around doing busted stuff <laughs> in standard. Um, but speaking of blue cards... They display a <laughs> sick, nasty blue card. I don't know if it's busted, but it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> this card is just great in basically every way. Yeah, this card's just amazing. First off, with the name, Shark Typhoon. It's a Sharknado. It's it's uh it's it's uh Dollar Tree Shark Typhoon. 
uh, knockoff uh, or knockoff Sharknado. I mean, it's a shark yeah. typhoon. It's uh, it's like um, it's like when you go to the dollar store and they have like um, cocoa puffs, but not actually called cocoa puffs. They're like cocoa nuggets or something. <laughs> Like Choco Puffs or Choco something. Choco Puffs, yeah. Chalky Puffs. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> why don't you go on actually telling them what the card does? Aside from being a flavor win, there, it is it is a typhoon full of sharks, by the way. With uh, with lightning. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Sharknado. Uh, so it is an enchantment that is five generic and a blue. Six mana. It's a lot of mana. It says, whenever you cast a dawn creature spell, make an XX blue shark creature token with flying, <laughs> where X is the converted mana cost. So it's uh, metallurgic so, summonings, right? Yeah, it's a metallurgic summonings, but instead of making constructs, you make flying sharks <laughs> for two more mana. For one more mana. Oh, is it? I thought I thought summonings, was, summonings is five. Oh, I thought it was four. Wow, so that's really good. Only one more mana. And but there's but wait, there's more. <laughs> a lot more. Uh it also has cycling for X one blue. A familiar casting cost, really. And when you cycle Shark Typhoon, you create an XX blue shark with flying. It's a decree of justice, but instead of getting a lot of bodies, you get one body. One big flying shark boy. One big sharky boy. Draws a card. Makes a big token uncounterable. Cycling is not counterable. Yeah. Also doesn't count as casting, which is really sick in uh, in older formats when you have a, a standstill in play. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you're playing the um, standard fires decks. Oh, yeah. That's hot. Wow. Ugh. Something to do with my mana. Oh, oh, that's gross. Ooh, that's nasty. That's nasty. I like that. Sharks. Make a shark. I want to play standard now. I haven't I haven't uttered <laughs> those words in a in a hot minute. So so Fire Zing Ultimatum didn't do it for you. It was it was Sharknado. It was Sharknado, yeah. Sharknado is hot. Holy crap. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't want to not spin my mana every turn. Fuck that. And since you have all this mana laying around because you're kind of incentivized to ramp playing the fires deck, right? Mm-hmm. You have all this mana to make a big shark. Yeah, a big one. The biggest. <laughs> And even, like, just playing the enchantment isn't that bad with fires either, right? No. You go, like, Shark Typhoon, Planeswalker, Mega Shark? It's pretty good. Pretty good, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Powerful, even. You could even go, like, you know, Shark Typhoon, Planeswalker, Mega Shark, and then cycle another Shark Typhoon? <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. This card's sick. This card got me like wow. Uh, I love Decree of Justice. I play in a uh, in pre-modern. I play blue white uh, standstill, which is a standstill deck that kills with uh, Decree of Justice. And this is just blue Decree of Justice, but you know, bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good. Let's be honest. But um, you get flying shark. Do 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 do. Flying shark. Flying shark. Wow. Is that they have the little cutouts of the sharks from the video, so you could use them as your tokens? (laughs) 
just like cast a spell like you're like grandma shark <laughs> put a shark on the table <laughs> people would hate you for more reason than one <laughs> the singing would be the the primary reason they hate you but <laughs> the fact that you're slowly uh stalling out the game and making giant fucking sharks is probably the other reason they wouldn't like you very much <laughs> death by shark death by shark yeah so Chris, uh, since we've gone over the big things we wanted to hit, we should go just kind of, I think we're gonna take a scroll through the set now. But you saw an, uh, an interaction <laughs> that you wanted to point out? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, so just scrolling through the set, I came across some, some interesting finds, I guess. <laughs> and there was a, there was a card that I, I, I really noticed. It's a common. It's a red sorcery. And it <laughs> it's not it's not technically part of a cycle. <laughs> but art. you could say you could say that it has a, a counterpart. This card is so funny. It's so yeah. bad. Everything about this is bad. So the card is called Forbidden Friendship. And it's two mana. Make a 1-1 one, one red dinosaur with haste and a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. Got the tight zoom on the art for the people watching on YouTube. <laughs> so look at this. Look at this card. It makes two, two tokens. Who cares? Look at the, look at the card. That, that is a man who has a very special special friendship with that dinosaur <laughs> a forbidden type of friendship <laughs> this has got to be one of the greatest artworks of the set <laughs> easily i don't recognize the artist wow yeah and oh, the guy looks so generic it just looks like he took a stock photo of a guy from the side and like just painted a and he was like, and now we'll paint in the dinosaur and some eggs and fire. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look kind of like a stock photo, right? <laughs> yeah. If if it's, the dinosaur set had a stock photo. It's like the meme. It's about at the level of the meme of the guy looking at the girl and then his girlfriend next to him is angry that he's like looking at the other girl. <laughs> so it's like the guy like walking with his girlfriend he's looking back at like the dinosaur yeah <laughs> and the flavor text is terrible it's the worst flavor text I've seen in a while the two looked at each other and neither fled I see the soldier murmured we're both just fighting for our survival out here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> this is the flavor text in this set is actually just bad in general, but this one is a gem, a gem of badness. <laughs> but John, the saga continues. <laughs> There's more. The story does not end there. Because there's another uh, card whose artwork we feature the same dinosaur and human. <laughs> if you want to pull up that picture for, for the... I got it. The viewers. So they've reprinted Cathartic Reunion. 
And oh baby, do they look happy to see each other again. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like hugging the dinosaur's neck. Yeah. So it's, it's a long boy. He got a long neck. Long neck boy. <laughs> For some reason I th- this guy this guy's name's probably Tyler. <laughs> I don't know. This does, yeah, this, I don't know, man. This this is weird. Like trying to have a touching moment with dinosaurs for some reason. Oh yes, also more more solid flavor text, of course. <laughs> the soldier had given up his wealth, his title, even his home. But he had no room for regret. At last he had saved his friend. Yeah, that makes sense. It's some it's some fucking like I don't know Dora the Explorer age level stuff going on here. I don't understand. This is bad. This just it's bad. It's goofy. It's super goofy. <laughs> uh, very cathartic. Very cathartic. All the feels. So many feels. <laughs> they're just washing over me. I mean, that's not the only gem of a card in this set. Um, also scrolling through, I, I stumbled across the good old Porky Parrot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this card's great, too. It's a, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's got the body of a porcupine, but the head of a, of a parrot. A really big parrot, mind you. This is a bird yeah, beast, so a it can't be small. a very large parrot. No flying here. No flying. No wings, you see. No wings of a parrot. Just the head. <laughs> yeah, it's, this set is like dangerously close to like un, an unset in some ways. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it was, right? Like, uh, was it augment or whatever? Were you like mm. staple two creatures <laughs> together in unsanctioned? Yeah. And then that's like how you would have gotten a Porky Parrot. Yeah. yeah Except unst- now it's just a card. Unstable was definitely like Ikoria, like version, you know, 0.1 or whatever, like the pre beta, <laughs> the, <yeah>. the alpha. <laughs> um, let's talk about more than just bad flavor text and art, though, because there are some cool, uh, some cool cards in this set. I think, I think that like mechanically, uh, uh, the car, the the set is is interesting and flavorful, and I like what they're doing at different uh, rarity levels here. I think it's gonna be a good set, but yeah, there is definitely some some goofiness and some 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 cheese here. <laughs> little little pulpy, little campy, some easy prey, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to talk about easy prey? What uh, what color is easy prey? I got the set pulled up from in Wooburg order. <laughs> it's a uh, two minute black card. Destroy a target creature with current mana cost two or less. Cycle for two. Yeah, it's uh, it's uncommon, so it's a little hard to get. It's like a frog. So oh, it's, I, it's, I kinda... it's another meme. It's the fucking meme of all the people sitting in the the church pews with the guns behind each other. And then there's like a sniper up in the balcony. It's like yeah. a, it's like a frog eating a bug. And then there's like a guy behind the frog thing about to hit it with a sword. And then further back behind the guy, there's like a giant dinosaur about to eat him. 
And then if you zoom way out beyond the art, there's probably like a meteor streaking in <laughs> to wipe out the dinosaur. The Sheevan meteor. Yeah. It's on suspense still. You can't see it here. Uh. What, what I want to actually talk about a little bit is um, right next to it is Ominous Seas. It's a two mana blue enchantment that does absolutely nothing. What is this card? What do you have these pulled up on? That isn't even in an alphabetical order. Uh, Mythic. Oh, you're on Mythic spoiler. We can, uh, we can do that, I guess. Please so, Ominous Seas, it's a two mana do nothing enchantment, which is our favorite kind of enchantments. You know? Mm-hmm. Ones that don't do anything when they come to play. They don't really necessarily do anything when you untap with them. So, what does it do, you may ask? Well, other than cycling for two, um, whenever you draw a card, you put a foreshadow counter on Ominous Seas. I like one thing I, I, it's very entertaining about magic is that they can make counters of whatever the hell they want and call them whatever the hell they want. Like, just in case you might have someone to interact with the same name of counter. Like, say if it were a charge counter, right? There's cards that exist in the game that interact with charge counters already. So to prevent that, they just name it something else. <laughs> a foreshadow counter. A foreshadow counter. So... Uh okay, what is what do I get for putting foreshadow counters on my ominous seas? Well, if you somehow acquire eight foreshadow counters, you can remove eight of them and make an eight eight blue kraken token. It doesn't sack itself in the process, which is what a lot of these cards usually do too. Yeah. You have to keep so, your ominous seas for more foreshadowing. For more foreshadowing. So if you draw another eight cards, you can make another kraken. <laughs> Seems really good with wheels. Yeah, get you a time spiral. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. So, one thing I was uh, shooting the shit with some of the guys about was, CC, you just play Ominous Seas in your Burning Inquiry decks. <laughs> so, not only does everyone get to play fun magic because you're casting Burning Inquiry again, you put a bunch of counters on your Ominous Seas. So, there's a little bit of, like... It, the deck kind of like disappeared off the face of the earth, but uh, there was like this red uh, Burning Inquiry Underworld Breach deck running around. Yeah. Because that was a very can, strange deck. Because you can play Hollow Ones from your graveyard by escaping them just by exiling cards and not paying mana because the cost reduction still counts from the graveyard. Yeah. Because that's intuitive. And magic. Uh, you can also play. Uh, what the hell's it called? Runaway Steamkin. So you can just infinite your burning inquiries because you, you know, pay a red, put a counter, pay a red, make a counter, pay a red, make a counter, remove, make three red, and you just keep doing it over and over again. And you just exile three cards that you discard off of your burning inquiries to keep doing it over and over and over. But everyone's doing it. So if you have more cards in your deck, you just deck them. <laughs> um, but if you have your Flameblade deck in play, it gets big. Big boys. Big boys. Also, you can play all your hollow ones that you discard. And now you can make Krakens. And now you can make Krakens, yeah. Why not? Unleash them. Release them. <laughs> but wait, John. We can play this in Swans. That is... 
a thing. Scred my swan. It's Cycle Crackle. We were playing Hieroglyphic Illuminations for a while and just cycling it a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, that got pushed out by Astrolabe. Yeah, but this would be a fun card to, you know, screw around with in Swans, I'm sure. Yeah. Imagine, because once you have like eight snow permanents, one scred equals one kraken. <laughs> one like equals. <laughs> <laughs> one foreshadow equals one prayer. Yeah, for, for every eight for every eight likes, I will make one kraken. <laughs> uh, wow, amazing. I like how they printed a, a pangolin. It's just a... Uh... It's just a pangolin. There hasn't been a pangolin since, like, Portal, I think, right? I don't know. Creature-type pangolin? I haven't even heard of pangolin. Oh, no, 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 we've had a few! Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, Prowling Pangolin got reprinted in Eternal Masters. I think it was in... It's an Onslaught? It was an Onslaught before that, with some, some interesting art. They had a they had a bumbling pangolin and uh, unstable. <laughs> then we had a reckless pangolin in the global series, Jang Yanggu and Mu Yanling set. I probably butchered that. I'm sorry. So we've had <laughs> we've had a sudden uh, um, onslaught of pangolins. <laughs> I don't know why, but this is a this is a minor creature type now in Magic. But we have a we have a nightmare pangolin. It is uh, a 1-5 for 3. <laughs> Powerful. Unique. They've, they've also printed a Dirtle Turtle. Oh yes, the Dirtle Turtle is sweet. Don't hate the turtle. So, our last Dirtle Turtle, Meandering Tower Shell, was... That was a card. Yeah. <laughs> it literally, like what, basically phased itself out for a turn when you attacked with it? Yeah. So, uh, this guy, Yadaro, Wandering Monster... It's a 7 mana 8 8 with trample and haste. It also cycles for 2 mana. <laughs> this card. So it says when you cycle it, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. And then if you've cycled this a card named Yadaro Wandering Monster four or more <laughs> times this game, Put it into the battlefield from your graveyard instead. And then in parentheses at the very bottom, it says, do this before you draw. <laughs> Which I love that they had to like put that there. They like anticipated problems. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I, if you have this card unlimited, if you happen to redraw it and cycle it four times, you get a, you know, what, a eight mana, eight, eight over the course of four different turns with trample and haste. It's not bad. Yeah. Hard to get rid of. <laughs> kind of. Not really. And if for some reason you have multiple, every one you draw after that is just a two mana 8-8. Eight, eight. <laughs> it's fucking insane is what that is. So watch out. Standard Yodaro deck. Get out of here, pack rat. Turtle boy, get in here. Yeah, show me a, a two mana... <laughs> A two mana limited nightmare. No, a real two mana limited nightmare. <laughs> yeah. GTA is the last one. 
perfection. <laughs> yeah, it's like this pack rat GTA. Yikes. No, but uh, if you want to talk about a card that I think is actually good, <laughs> please. Uh, it's a planeswalker surprise. Oh. Uh, Vivian Monsters Advocate. It's a green card. So, it's a planeswalker. Wow, wow. Green. Green, good card. Wow. None of those lately. So, like all busted planeswalkers of the past couple sets, we're looking at you, War of the Spark. Uh, it has static text. <sighs> so, this is just always happening. It's like an, an enchantment emblem. and a planeswalker. So it says you may look at the top card of your library anytime, whenever I want. Does not use the stack. <laughs> it, and then you may cast creature spells from the top of your library. So it's a, it's a Vizier of the Menagerie. But not bad. It's less shitty. <laughs> a lot less shitty. That card's bad. So it's five mana for three loyalty, which is not very exciting because um, we come from an expectation level of Oko. Yeah, but uh, the plus one's pretty good. You make a three-three beast that you get to put a counter on, and you have the choice of a vigilance counter, a reach counter, or a trample counter. It's gonna be vigilance most of the time. I feel like maybe reach. Yeah, maybe reach. if you're you know if you're protecting her from some flyers. Yeah, vigilance is quite good. Three-three tramplers aren't so hot, uh, but it also has a minus two, so you can use it to turn you plate if you have enough mana to make it relevant but uh minus two says when you cast your next creature spell this turn search your library for creature spell with uh lesser converted mana cost put it into the battlefield then shuffle your library it's, it's really good seems good yeah it's, it's uh, like reverse birthing pod yeah you don't sack the creature <laughs> yes Okay, okay, I guess it's more like <clears throat> tutoring cascade. Yeah, yikes. Uh, it's really good if you get a creature that can flicker it, too. Like a flicker wisp. My... No, the flicker the Vivian? Yeah. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> That's true. You do have a lot of mana, but... I mean, you play a untap, minus it, play a four drop, get a flicker wisp. And then what? Play another creature with your mana left over? Yeah, I don't yeah know. maybe not. Make a beast. Anyway, this card seems pretty sweet in Legacy Elves, a deck that doesn't really exist anymore. But Legacy Elves, you want this in Legacy Elves, huh? Yeah. Oh, so because it's it's like really bad. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So it's really bad glimpse of nature, <laughs> right? You can only play the elf on top of your deck. You don't draw the cards. Hope you don't find any lands. <laughs> you hit a land, you're done. Hit a um, glimpse, you're done. Hit a natural order, you're done. Hit a green sun, you're done. Um, but it's really good with a glimpse. Yeah. It's really it's good with a glimpse. Really good with a glimpse. And the thing is, so I've already been playing the other older five Manissa. Um, not who shakes the world, not that one. Vital force. The vital force. Because uh, if you can play it against more controlling decks, like these Delver decks or whatever, you just make a 5-5 every turn and beat them to death with it. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> can confirm, have died to business of vital force on many an occasion. <laughs> so instead of making a 5-5, you make a bunch of 3-3s, which I think 
if you do the math, the clock is the same mm-hmm. if you're unopposed. But you can make 3-3 Reachers to block their pesky Delvers to keep her alive. And the minus 2 doesn't seem that good when all your creatures are 1 mana. But it does make it so that your Elvish Visionary always finds a Wirewood Symbiote. Ha! Nice. The best friends are always together. You're my best friend. Otherwise, all your elves have um, just a byproduct of making a Dryad Arbor. (laughs) Gets it out of your deck, which is nice. Yeah, which is fine. Right. Get that shit out of here. And if for some reason you somehow manage to cast your creator hoof while minus twoing, then good for you. <laughs> get someone else to come along for the ride. Uh, also, if you cast like a Rex Sage, you can go get, um, again, Wire with somebody out to repeatedly Rex Sage your opponent. Riggedy Wreck. Or you could use your Rex Sage to get a Wire with somebody out. No, sorry. A Elvish Visionary. Which you can bounce with an existing wire to out to go get something else. So the creature of the ability enters before the originally cast creature. Yes. So that's really good with the creator of. Yeah, really it's good. Plus one to your entire team. Well, it's just another body to get in with too. It's well, it doesn't get haste, but. Oh, it's right. It has haste. It doesn't give haste. Creator of does not give. I always haste, think yeah. it gives haste for some reason. Yeah, you're right. What doesn't it do? It gives plus XX trample, that's all. That's all. It's always so much damage coming in, it feels like it doesn't matter. It's like, yep, I'm dead. Also, uh, think about this card in, in those sweet, sweet green ramp cube decks, where now you can play your creator hoof after minusing and go get Deranged Hermit. Ha! Oh. Kill him dead. Oof. Yikes. That's a lot of damage. Anyway, this card seems sweet. Um, good at rebuilding your board after getting Terminus or some stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, it's borderline okay against Plague Engineer because you make things that aren't okay. elves. But they yeah. they've reprinted Greater Sandworm in this set. <laughs> Indeed, didn't know this card needed a reprint. It's like uh, it's gonna be the uh, they also reprinted uh. The other card that keeps getting reprinted, right? The uh, the six man, it, the six mana six six trampler, the dinosaur, right? Uh, Colossal Dreadmaw. Didn't they reprint Colossal Dreadmaw? I know. I don't think so. Did it finally not get? That, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm surprised it didn't get reprinted in the set that has dinosaurs. <laughs> well, because they only reprinted it in like a core set for some. When it's been in five sets already. <laughs> I mean, they reprinted Greater Sandworm because of cycling. Yeah. No. It's in place of Colossal Dreadmaw. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the uh, the Apexes, I guess? is uh, I guess we can talk about the Apexes. Why not? Why not? These are the, the ones that the Mythoses are based off of. And I'll show the, the viewers. But they come with uh, the option of getting some super sick comic book styled art. Uh, I quite like the alternative art. Oh, the uh, the Trilands also come with that. Actually, we didn't show that, but um, they're pretty sweet looking, in my opinion. Uh, Snapdaxes in particular is cool. It's kind of coming through the borders at you. 
Um, but yeah, the Apexes are interesting. They all have Mutate, which is something we needed to talk about anyway, so why not talk about Mutate with the headline Mutate cards in the set? Mutate is like Bestow, but it's not Bestow. But it's kind of like Bestow. <laughs> It's like Bestow in some ways. But not in others. But not in others. So Mutate says you can cast the card for its Mutate cost, which is an alternative casting cost, I guess. And you can put it over or under target non-human creature that you own. Very important. Non-human creature. Yes. Humans cannot mutate. It is illegal. Straight to jail. Uh, They mutate into the creature on top plus all abilities from under it. <laughs> so you make a creature sandwich. <laughs> kind of like how Bestow worked. Um, but Bestow was always beneath. Yes. As an aura. And so... I want to read some of the, the, the rules text here, because even Maro screwed it up, apparently, and posted incorrect info out which confused a lot of people. So why not just read right off of the Watsi website? Mutate represents an alternative casting cost. To determine the total cost of a spell, start with the mana cost or alternative cost you're paying, such as the alternative cost of Mutate, add any cost increases, then apply any cost reductions. The converted mana cost of the spell remains unchanged no matter what the total cost was to cast it and no matter what, or sorry, no matter whether an alternative cost was paid. So mutate is an alternative cost. We've established that a spell cast of mutate becomes a mutating creature spell. That is a sentence. It requires a target creature with the same owner as the mutating creature spell. In the rare case that the player casting the mutating spell is not the owner the player must choose a target creature. The spells owner also. Oh, This is the big one, though. A mutating creature spell is a creature spell, even if it won't enter the battlefield as a creature. So there are always creatures you can essence scatter a creature that is being cast for its mutate cost. So um, there are always creatures on the stack, basically. And the other big one, which is where a lot of people were getting tripped up, as a mutating creature spell begins to resolve, check whether its target is still legal, aka if they cast removal on its target. If it's not, the spell ceases to be a mutating creature spell. It continues to resolve as a normal creature spell and enters the battlefield. Just like how when you try to bestow on a creature, if the bestow creature did the big die, you still get your creature. Which is good, because otherwise limited would be awful. Because people will be getting two for one left and right. Um, and it also also says a mutating creature spell that resolves does not enter the battlefield. It simply merges with the target creature. As this happens, the controller of the mutating creature spell chooses whether to put it on top of target creature or on bottom. So you you choose on resolution. So they can't, like, in response, kill the creature you're targeting, I guess. Um, and, like, you, you it's like, it's like, uh, it's like cobble ritual, basically. Or cobble therapy, where you choose on resolution, not on cast. 
ish. <laughs> they don't have information whether you're putting a top arm bottom on top arm bottom when you when you target, which is, I guess, relevant. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine to always use whatever B has the better style. Yeah. So weird. Uh, if the target creature is, oh, also also that matters. Uh, it doesn't ETB. It doesn't trigger ETB effects. It is not entering the battlefield. It's just mutating. Also, if the target creature is already a merged creature, the mutating creature spell can be put only on top or bottom. It can't be put in the middle, which means your sandwich, it has to be bun. It can't go in the middle. It can't be meat. It has to be bun. Just think of buns. The mutated creature always has to be one of the buns. Yeah. No hot dog. No hot dog. Just bun. Only bun. Only bun. Only bun for you. Which is important because you can keep slapping this shit together over and over again. So if you got a creature that's already been mutated and you want to add more shit on, it just you just keep adding. It doesn't lose any text or anything. You just keep fucking tacking shit onto it. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, then some other small stuff is <laughs> like when it goes to the battlefield, it all goes to the battlefield together at once. It only counts as like a creature dying. Um, graveyard you mean what did i say oh yeah sorry yeah the graveyard so like if you have a kalidus in play and you kill their their mutated thingamajigger uh you only get one zombie but they're all exiled i believe yeah i believe so yeah if you unsummon their mutated creature all of the cards go back into their hand oh yes they even actually specifically mentioned like a teferi situation where if you tuck the mutate creature they all get tucked and you choose what order everything goes in so it's like third from the top it's and there's three of them all mutated together it goes third four fifth down <laughs> you choose which order and you do it secretly <laughs> very strange your little your little mutate brainstorm as chris called it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah mutate's weird i'm sure it's gonna cause a lot of judge calls but the important thing to remember is that you can't get people with uh with a two for one in response to uh to the mutate so that's yeah nice. so it's basically bestow except for when the bestow creature dies the enchanted aura bestow creature doesn't remain on the remains on the field whereas a mutate just goes with it yeah they're they're one <laughs> they're one yes all will be one so let's get back to our um <laughs> our apexes now that we have that context for what what mutate is and how it works um we can just uh sort here i guess by what's cmc so it's, it's basically the same so vadruk apex of thunder is the jeskai one it is a three three with flying and dirt and first strike durst strike first strike durst strike it's uh it's an elemental dinosaur cat keyword soup here and someone pointed out online which i thought was cool that the creature types uh are in order together with the mana so elemental is blue dinosaur is red cat is white <laughs> they correspond Ooh. Ooh. it's good it's good what i love lavished on these uh and its uh, ability is whenever this creature mutates you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost doesn't exile it just cast that shit again it's pretty hot uh and it mutates for one an azorius mana and red red it's kind of interesting so one thing to know about mutating is so when you mutate this card onto something it does the thing 
it triggers the whenever this creature mutates. But also, if you just play it for three mana and mutate something else onto it, mm -hmm. it triggers at that instance as well. We've reached peak mutate with these creatures. <laughs> so it, it, this could be just the base creature and you mutate other stuff onto it and you'll get the, the same effect. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be mutating this onto something to have that happen. Like, ever. <laughs> uh, next one is a Snap Dex. <laughs> what a name. Uh, Apex of the Hunt. It's one red, white, black. It is a dinosaur cat nightmare. <laughs> it's a 3-5. It has double strike, and it says whenever this creature mutates, it deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls, and you gain four life. It mutates for two Rakdos, white, white. It's cool. It's, uh, it's a FTK that gains you life and also hits planeswalkers and double strikes. It's a uh, it's a uh, ready to uh, roll and rough and rumble and tumble and I don't know smack some shit in the face. I like this one. It's cool. Or if you just want to play it as a as a cat, it's four mana. Four mana cat. Double strike three five. Yeah, not bad. Uh, next one is a Brakos. This is the worst named one. <laughs> Apex of Forever. Oh, forever. Oh, Broxos forever. Broxos forever. Uh, <laughs> or is it Brokos? Brokos forever. Um, it is two black, green, blue. It's a 6 6. It has trample. And it says you may cast it. I'm not going to say the name again. From your graveyard using its mutate ability, which is kind of cool. So you can mutate that shit from the graveyard into play. It's got a, a mutate cost of two Demir Green Green. It's kind of cool. So you just it's like a it's just, know, turn whatever you want into a six six trampler. Yeah, it just never goes away. Got to exile that shit, man. Just keeps coming back. You're like it seems insane in draft. You're just like, uh, here's my squire. Uh, I'm gonna mutate onto it. It's a six six trampler now. Yeah. Oh, I kill it. Okay, I'm gonna. My other stupid idiot play a six six trample. I'll play my midnight and mutate onto it. <laughs> yeah, seems hot. Um, next one is Aluna, Apex of Wishes. If you, if you mutate your Ornithopter, it flies. Oh. It's got flample. Flample. <laughs> the next one, uh, the rug one, is Aluna, Apex of Wishes. It is two green, blue, red. Oh, I almost forgot. Brockos is a nightmare beast elemental. Aluna is a beast elemental dinosaur. It's a 6 6. It has flying. It has trample. And it also has when this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non land permanent card. Put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. That's kind of cool. It's, uh, it's polymorph ish. Ish. It's like polymorph without having to sacrifice something. Yeah. And it mutates for three gruel blue blue. It's definitely better than the mythos was. The mythos was terrible. <laughs> uh, but the actual card's not bad. Uh, it's a 6-6 six, six flample for five at the very least, which is uh, not bad. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Uh, the last one is Nethroy, Apex of Death. It's two white, black, and a green. It is a cat nightmare beast it's a five five with death touch and lifelink and it has whenever this creature mutates return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield 
That's nuts. Yeah, that has to be insane somehow. That's just nuts. It mutates for for Uslesnia and Black Black. So it's quite expensive to mutate unless you're mutating something else onto it. Um, yeah, that's just busted. That's just like how to the battlefield. Yeah, like mm. straight reanimates it. Yeah, reanimates any number of creatures. Total power ten or less. It's it's good. It's really good. You can reanimate five um, relentless rats. Five relentless lads. rats. Oh, it's a lot of power. So if you if you go to like mutate this thing, <clears throat> you cast it for its mutate because you so you have you have to have you have to have a target to mutate. Yeah, you have to have a target. So you have some creature in play. Yeah, yeah. So you you mutate onto your Stitcher's supplier or whatever, and they kill it. You still, it still has been mutated and still goes off. No, no, it's not a mutate spell. It didn't mutate. It just is as a normal creature spell. Interesting. Okay, so you can you can at least stop the the big nasty from happening. Yeah, they're just left with just the stupid you know five five death touch lifelinker. That will still wreck your day if anything mutates onto it. Yeah, taking to resolve as a normal creature spell enters the battlefield. Interesting. It actually has an ETB effect at that point. Alright, ETBs. For stuff that cares about that. Yes. Very strange. Uh, how would you rank these, Chris? Um... I feel like the man reanimating ten powers is pretty it's absurd. Pretty absurd, yeah. But getting able to just play a six six from your graveyard every turn is not bad either. Yeah. And neither is uh well, I guess it's only when it mutates that you get to cast the spell with Vadrox, so it's not as good. I feel like Vadrox might be among the weaker just because mutating in these colors is probably not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, five minute FTK. I don't know. I. I feel like the. Like, just without mutating, right? Which is the best card here. Probably just the 5-mana 6-6 six, six Flampler. Yeah. Another thing to note, uh, too, is, um, you know, when you're when you're playing these mutate cards, you're not actually increasing the size of your battlefield. Right? Like, you're not going up a creature. So if you had a right. decent creature already that you're mutating onto, you don't get another decent creature. So these are only good to mutate onto shitty creatures. Or stuff that was mostly like, you know, like mold drifters, like most of the value is having the ETB when you cast the creature originally. Right. Not the body it left behind. This is like mutating onto Bane Slayers is really bad. Mutating onto mold drifters is good. Yeah, I don't know. I 
the the cat nightmare beast seems sweet, but at seven mana to mutate it, I don't know. It just seems too too far out there. Yeah, it is a lot. I kind of same for the 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 rug one. Six mana to mutate, just to hopefully hit something. Kind of like cascading almost. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's the first non land permanent. Like you can't really finagle that. I think Snapdex looks pretty good because, you know, for five mana you get to kill something, potentially kill a planeswalker, and you know, get a five three five double striker. But if there's nothing worth shooting, you can just play a four mana three five double striker. Right? That's like six effectively six power kind of yeah. for four mana, which is pretty good rate. Yeah, uh how much was um from cons it was Zergo? He was like a seven two it was like indestructible when attacking or something. He was like four mana. He was the same cost as this, right? Or is he more? Zergo. Zergo Helm Smasher, I want to say. I think he was actually a little bit more expensive. He was more. Yeah, so this kind of compares favorably compared to Zergo, I feel like. Because I feel like it's really difficult to remove a, th- a three. It has five toughness. Yeah. Doesn't die to an opposing snap tags. <laughs> It only deals four, which is kind of funny. What? Oh, I mean the, the mutate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if they if they like block each other. No, like, no, 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 no. I mean if like your opponent also like has a snap dex, they can't kill your snap dex, which is pretty funny. That might come up in standard, man. Yeah, <clears throat> I think standard Vadrex might be the weakest. Um, I don't know how how good there are. I don't know how many creatures you're going to be wanting to mutate in those colors, and I don't know how good of a non-creature spell you have for three or less mana. Yeah. Ooh, I cast this Anticipate. (laughs) The problem with Brokos is it kind of competes with Uro, right? Yeah. Uh, You don't want to exile your Brokos to cast your Uro. It's one mana more than Uro to bring back, but you don't have to exile anything, which is nice. Yeah, but but it doesn't do anything cool when it comes back like Oro does. It's just an idiot. Yeah, a trampling idiot. It's but. harder to get into play or in the yard than Oro too, because like Oro, you just pay three and put it in. This it's like you have to mill it, discard it, or cast it for five the first time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still a five mana six six trample. It's not the worst, but it doesn't fly like the teamer one. No. <clears throat> yeah, I'm interested to see how these do in standard. The... I don't really think any of these are particularly modern playable. No. Not even Pioneer, really. I don't think any of them is really Pioneer playable. <clears throat> Okay, well, uh, so we're going to go over on our next episode coming up. Uh, oh, I guess I guess Smuggler's Hopper's banned, but <clears throat> that'd be pretty hilarious to, like, crew your copter and then Snapdax, like, mutate onto your copter. So now you just have a 3-5 double striker that says, like, loot when you attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and flying. <laughs> you still have to crew it to keep turning it back into a creature, right? I don't think so, because it's just it's a Snapdax. Snapdax is on top. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that would work. 
It's just a 3-5 double striker with flying and loot when you attack. Seems good. Uh, but anyways, uh, we're going to go over a bunch of the other cards in the set next time, because there's still a lot to go over, but we're getting you know, we're already over about two hours here. So uh, we'll save some content for next time. There's a lot more to talk about in this set. There's a lot of really cool gold cards, and I, I want to talk a little bit even just about like... Um, about limited, I think this is the this is the first set in a while that it's kind of uh, piqued my interest for for limited. Um, I'm seeing a lot of cool cards here for the popper cube, and I just think that the draft format itself is going to be interesting. I also heard an announcement today that I think they're going to have um, live eight person drafts up on Arena for this set finally, so you can actually do a real draft um, with other humans, not bots. Uh, which means this might have implications for Magic the Gathering Online, because if everyone's going to be drafting on Arena instead of Modo, uh, any cards, any chase cards are going to be a lot more scarce on Modo. So we'll see what comes of that. But moving away from um, spoilers, I uh, wanted to talk about uh, a cool little uh, event that I'm going to be playing in this weekend. Um via the mythic society which is i think pascal maynard's baby uh, pro player uh it's like his um when a few other people have a twitch channel and they do some uh, they're gonna start doing events and this is uh an event they're doing called standard roulette and basically what they did was they uh last thursday picked uh six sets air quotes out of a hat um and um they had a few criteria like they didn't want sets that had been in standard together at the same time and they wanted a mix of like small and large sets like a normal standard format would actually have and basically they went with the legacy banned list um so any cards that are banned in legacy are banned in this format um they gave people i think it was like nine days a little over a week and uh so the day this comes out is going to be friday uh for you guys the next day so tomorrow when you're listening to this if it's on the day it came out um it's going to be saturday the 18th at 10 a.m pacific time um they're going to be running a tournament um and i'm going to be playing in it i'm going to stream it on our uh our twitch channel which i don't think we've ever actually used before it's just mtg conflicts on twitch i'm going to put the vod up on youtube so you guys can catch it if you miss it live um but the sets are uh in order i guess uh m19 Cons of Targir, Dragon's Maze, Dark Ascension, Plane Shift, and Urza Saga. And that's with the legacy ban list. So it's like uh, Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise are banned. Windfall is banned. Uh, Yogmoth's Bargain is banned. I think that's it. What's legal, however, is Gaia's Cradle, Sneak Attack, Show and Tell, uh, Exhum. <laughs> dark ritual is also legal um the fetch lands are legal the uh, allied color ones from cons the shocks are not actually part of dragon's maze they were um they were like extra cards put in the pack so shock lands aren't actually technically part of dragon's maze so there's no shocks so there's there's fetches and oodles of gates and tap lands and stuff but no no fetchable lands other than basics for the fetches um, so the mana is like kind of slow. It's good, but really slow. It's all like tap lands, basically. 
Uh, and there's really busted cards floating around like Cradle and Seek Attack and Show and Tell, but like all the stuff you can actually cheat into play is like kind of crummy. You're looking at like Draco uh, and um, Tristani Summoner and Drog School. Uh, is it Reaver, the the big one, the 3 5 Life Linker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Double Strike Life Linker or whatever. Yeah. The. Like the cards you can cheat in the play are not the hottest. The removal is not the hottest. The best removal spell in the format is Terminate. Yeah, Shock, Lightning Strike, Terminate, Putrefy, uh, Tragic Slip, Suspension Field. Uh, Pestilence is legal, which is kind of cool. Um, so uh, uh, I think Gabriel Nassif has been streaming himself uh, working on some decks and playing some pickup games in between doing other stuff lately. So if you uh, are curious to see what some games look like uh before the tournament uh you can um you can check out nasif stream uh they're going to be streaming a bunch of matches i think anyone that makes the top eight of the tournament while streaming gets ten dollars extra added to the pot for them woo um, but i think i think a decent number of people are going to be streaming i think emma handy is signed up for the event and um there's some other notables too yeoman five who is always like at the top of um a lot of the um leaderboards on magic online for constructed formats um so it's pretty cool um uh there's some solid decks the elves deck seems like the deck to beat right now i mean cradle then where else is legal um priest of titania is legal you can ramp into vivian reed and palaka worm which is kind of nifty uh and you get to play fecundity out of the sideboard so that you're uh resistant to removal uh post board from the uh controlling deck so i've been trying to get chris to play I've been trying to tempt him with those elves, those sweet, sweet elves that he knows and loves so much. It's not really combo elves, though. So I don't know how much it's your style. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really played it all, but yeah, we shall, we shall see. Been something to think about during the. You can play Beck Call. Yeah, Beck Call is legal. <laughs> Meddling Mage is legal there's some uh there's some like surprisingly sweet cards so so i realized i was looking um like mazes end is a thing with all the gates and so is scape shift and exploration <laughs> it's like huh. uh and then people were building decks uh because our gothian enchantress is legal and then there's like a new three mana enchantress from like m19 yeah uh like Seder enchantress. yeah Seder enchanter or enchantress or something like that and then you've got Sarah's Sanctum, which is the cradle for enchantments. Um, and then you've got um, so you just like make a bunch of mana, and then um, uh, what else were they playing? Like um, ah, shoot, I'm trying to remember. They like make a bunch of mana, and then I think Time Spiral was legal. Oh, Nexus of Fate is legal. <laughs> so yeah. I think the goal, I think yeah, I think the goal was just to start looping Nexus of Fate. It's a Nexus deck. And then the kill was like Shivan Gorge or something, or killing them with your satyrs. Shivan Gorge is like a, a land that like has like I think it's two and a red and tap to deal a yeah. damage to an opponent. Ping. So you just nexus loop and kill them with like satyr beats if they have no blockers, or the Shivan Gorge if they do. <laughs> Time spiral is legal. Like there's some crazy shit floating around. Uh, Omniscience is legal, but there's like nothing worth omniscencing into play. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you can show and tell omniscience, and then, then they kind of just yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, there was a really cool hardened scales deck that Simon Nielsen posted, uh, pro player. Um, you play like Renegade Crisis and 
stuff like that <laughs> with all the undying creatures you have like undying and, and hardened skills going on and then you had um uh you had some creature that like sex creatures uh, you, oh, you're, oh, you're playing uh, the tower. Frixian Tower is legal. You like sack a creature to make black, black. So you like play your undying creature, and then you sack it to make mana, and then it comes back with like an extra counter from the the hardened skills <laughs> to make make a bigger boy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the format's really cool. I think they'll be doing more of them. So um, the the cost of entry to the event is to basically sub them on Twitch. So if you have Twitch Prime, it's free air quotes, and if not, I think it's like what five bucks for a sub on Twitch. And then they have prizes. I think first place is like $200 credit to their store or a hundred for second and like 50 for top four and 25 for top eight. Um, but I mean, you know, for, I had Twitch prime, so it was like free entry for me. It gave me something to think about during the, uh, the quarantine. So it's been really fun. I have a sweet reanimator deck I've been working on, but there's like really good graveyard hate. Like Graftrigger's cage is legal. Remorseful cleric is legal. And there's like a one mana rest in peace called planner void yeah it's not it doesn't like it's rest in peace without the trigger yeah so the card like it doesn't exile anything in the yard already and then when something hits the yard it it still actually hits the yard on like rest in peace and then it gets exiled which is unfortunate because energy field is legal and when i found it i was like oh my god you could do rest in peace energy field it's insane how you how can you lose and it was like oh planar void the creature is actually still like or the stuff still goes goes to the yard and then it gets exiled so you're your energy field dies. <laughs> Sad times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I'm working to see if there's a better deck than elves out there. I thought the zombie deck was the best, man. You get two lords, you get dark ritual, you got a bunch of sweet zombies like Gravecrawler. Um, I was like, wow, this zombie deck is so good. It was like slapping anything else like I was testing it against, and then I, I think the elves deck might just be better. <laughs> um, so but yeah but yeah yeah, that's a standard roulette check it out um uh if you hit um the mythic society up on like twitter or facebook or they're they're out there so you can find it uh i will be playing it and streaming it if you guys want to watch um so yeah um so that's uh kind of rolling into our salt of the week uh i'm super excited to be playing grave crawler and contamination which is uh an enchantment um, from saga i believe it's two and a black uh it's got a cost that at the beginning of your upkeep you have to sacrifice a creature or sack contamination and it basically says uh lands um only make black mana not more than black so if it would tap for more than a uh, single mana it just makes black so cradle just makes a single black mana all their basics only make a single black mana it's like super blood moon uh so if your opponent is not playing black uh they can't cast spells anymore basically because all they can do is make black mana uh, and Gravecrawler comp is really well fit because if you have another zombie, you just keep casting the same Gravecrawler every turn and sacking it to your contamination, which is Chef's Kiss. Moy you know, I have a contamination. What was that? I own a contamination. You own one, yeah. Can you guess why? A stupid kitchen table deck where you made people stupid cry. Stupid kitchen table deck. You're a monster. You know what my contamination went, went along with? Uh, there's like an enchantment that makes a, uh, a, a, a creature every turn, as long as you have more lands in your opponent. Were you playing that or? No, nether spirit. Oh, you're a bad man. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Every upkeep. Oh, nether spirit's the only creature in my graveyard. Back into play. Contamination. Oh, got a side creature. Goodbye, nether spirit. 
contamination sticks around. Wow. Is this why you don't have any friends? <laughs> and then, you know, like, oh, how do you, how do you kill them? Well, contamination says they attack for black, but Mutavolt still attacks, so. Huh. Wow, you're a f- Except it wasn't Mutavolt, it was, um, uh, Mistress, Mistress Factory. Mistress Factory, oh, baby. Wow. This is why all your friends are just, com- like, competitive magic players, Chris, because you drove all the casuals away from you. Yeah, that was my, uh, strip mine pox deck. Oh. Innocent Blood, that's a card, too. God, Kitchen Table Magic, when people discover, like, real magic cards, is the worst. It's so toxic. It's so, so toxic. And they only have to discover a couple of real magic cards. Yeah, it doesn't take much for things to get really out of hand really quick. Like with my stupid Necropotence deck, it was Necropotence Ivory Tower. Because <laughs> that seems good, right? Yeah, and, and so these cards <clears> that are banned <throat> in every format are super cheap. They're dirt cheap, too. So yeah, casual players cheap. love them. Like, Necropotence is, is worthless because it's not playable in anything. <laughs> yeah, Necropotence isn't worth anything. Ivory Tower isn't worth anything. And then Dark Ritual's been printed four million times, so that's not worth anything. Ugh. So, like, how was I killing them? And... Or, I, I was killing it with Sangromancer. The fuck does that do? Glad you asked, John. It's a vampire. Of course. From Scars of Mirrodin, I believe. It's a 4-mana 3-3 flyer, and it says whenever your opponent, I think, discards a card, you gain 3 life, and whenever a creature they control dies, you gain 3 life. So you're playing this mono-black deck, and you're like, you know, him detoricking them, and you're, you know, like, doomblading their shit. You miss me with gaining life. life so that you can, you can draw more with your fucking necropotence wow miss me with that drain life sangromancer sangromancer <laughs> i get you found a really this is like peak kitchen table right and instead of finding like a more efficient clean card that was played with necro back when it was a thing you found some fucking shitty ass card from a new set that does the yeah. same thing but way worse but it gains life it doesn't even kill them and you have to hit them with it it's a three three it flies and it's like 20 cents. <laughs> That's the real kitchen table uh, bargain right oh there. Oh my god. Grave Titan? That costs more than like a dollar. <laughs> Massacre Worm though? Pretty cheap. <laughs> god. <laughs> kitchen magic. Kitchen table magic is just weird. And it's it's so weird because it, it you have if you have a groove, right, you end up in, in these situations where you're building decks like this. Dear God, what a monster. And they're obviously built they're probably building like stasis decks or some cancer themselves. And it peaks and then there's a point where it just you can't do it anymore. You've like you've known you know too much now, and there's no going back ever. It's just like it just poof gone. You you can't you can't kitchen table anymore. No, but I mean the thing is like so I I also play like mono blue like high tide cloud of fairies, like high tide cloud of fairies frantic search, mind's desire. <laughs> oh, that's right. You told me about this before. And then there's one brain freeze in that deck. Oh my god! So you're supposed to mind's desire into. And have you ever mind's desired into mind's desire? Yes. It's very dumb. <laughs> But the thing is, I'm still losing games to, you know, Kevin's fucking, like, mono-black vampire deck playing four duresses. I think I Thousand Years Stormed Minds Desired once. I think was how <laughs> I encountered that interaction. My clock was depleted very rapidly. 
Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I'm, it's, it's not a particularly, like, consistent deck. Like, I guess I was playing Ponder, but, you know, I didn't have, like, Brainstorm Fetches. Like, I don't have a good way to find... No Merchant Scrolls here. <laughs> oh, I, I did have Merchant Scrolls. Wow! But, not consistent also plays Merchant But Mind's Desire you cannot find with um, Merchant Scrolls. Yeah, you didn't have um, Intuition. You couldn't scroll into intuition to intuition. Fear. No. So a lot of times I'm sitting there like frantic search, like if this doesn't find Monster, I lose because he's playing, you know, like mono duresses and, you know, blood gas and stuff. You needed like, uh, what was the card that puts your hand face down during their turn? Is it City in a Bottle? <laughs> bottled Cloister. Bottled Cloister. Yeah, you just bottled Cloister him. Got him. Remember when uh, they were playing that in the uh, the uh, the prison deck in Modern? So you'd like play your in Staring Bridge and then you'd bottled Quester. <laughs> so you never had a hand during their turn. <laughs> yeah, and, and like Ponder was super cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. You're a monster. <laughs> so what's your card of the week, Chris? Necropotence? Um, <laughs> you fucking monster. <laughs> no, no, no. It, uh, a much fair card, perhaps like um, Gaia's Cradle. Cradle. Yeah, I know you can't resist the chance to play Gaia's Cradle in a Magic tournament, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll. I might take John's offer up and uh, throw the old Elf deck out for a whirl. Um, see if there's any new technology out there. I see most people are playing like mono green versions with you know block room vivian read, uh, no no Beck call shenanigans. Oh, you you found some other deck lists digging around. Yeah, it was like a very early, early list. Yeah, everyone was kind of like uh, sharing their lists, and then everyone kind of went underground. Once the elves deck took off, it was like, oh shit, I need to beat this elves deck. <laughs> I would keep it close to my chest. <laughs> if you came to see if it's like playing against it, and he had like. He had like main deck four like main deck plague mares, and then he had like sideboard slay and eastern paladin, and his opponent like didn't have fecundity and was still making like quite a game of things post board. Like it was close. It's like wow, he was playing the zombies deck, I think. Yeah, he's playing zombies because eastern paladin is a zombie. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, siege rhinos legal. That's cool. Linger in Soul Siege Rhino. It's like modern Abzan. Putrefy. Yeah. Your your discard is Duress or um What's the one that only gets creatures and planeswalkers? Uh Despise. Despise. And like Nasif is like shoving duresses and everything, and he's like, I think I think despise is just better. Everyone like this format's just all about creatures. <laughs> the spells are terrible. Like the, I mean they're not terrible, but the you can't play them because the stuff the busted spells don't have anything busted to do so all the spells that are left are terrible <laughs> like you really want to duress a lightning strike when you could just like take their creature <laughs> yeah anyways new formats are always fun though yeah it is fun you know to find the most busted thing yeah it's short you know it's not gonna get like stale i think it's just gonna be like one tournament and then you know eventually they'll do another one and it's cool. Someone someone linked, I guess this concept's been around for a while, but not it's usually been like done with like smaller play groups. Someone had one and it was like God, it was so gross. It was like 
Innistrad, Worldwake. And there was picky about stuff not being in the center at the same time, but they basically had like Death Shadow Delver with like Stifle, because like Scourge was legal, Delver, Liliana of the Veil. I think they had like was it Death Shadow or something? It wasn't Death Shadow. But like yeah, they had Ponder. Like the deck was just like it was like a Delver deck. I was like, wow, that's really gross. They had oh remand because like Ravnica was legal. <laughs> like Bleh. So this format's interesting because I feel like it's like there's powerful cards, but the decks don't actually seem that powerful, if that makes sense. Oh, the Reman the Reanimator deck is sweet. Um, but there's also like a lot of really good hate against it, so. But it's like consistently on turn three putting in like um uh Tyrant uh what is it? Sire of Insanity. The like six four that makes everyone discard uh, their discard hand. Discard your hand. Pretty good. Or you play Tristani Summoner and you get like a 4 4, a 3 3, a 2 2, and then the Summoner's a 1 1. <laughs> it's like pretty good. I think that would be really good against Elves, except for the fact that they get Palaka Worm. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. A big worm. It's like, I guess you trade your 4 4 and 3 3 into it, and then you have a 2 2 and a 1 1 leftover, but that's like. Mm. And they draw a card because yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and like you had to spend a card to like you know cheat it into play somehow and then they're like i'm elves i draw cards i don't know so just play pestilence just ramp out pestilence with dark ritual Ugh. just play mono black control with like pestilence and uh dark ritual and grave car contagion or i'm sorry uh, contamination seems spicy just have to like bridge yourself there with tragic slip. <laughs> <laughs> First few turns might be a bit dicey until you can get pestilence online. Man, if I turn my land off, gets tragic slip. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's like the the two drop they play is like a two three for one and a green. It's like if it gets targeted by an opponent uh, spell or building opponent controls, it just shits out a one one elf. Yeah, it's like it's quite good. So, yeah. Anyways, it's also a mana sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The elves deck is quite good. Anyways, so tune in for that. <laughs> uh, I think that's about it for us this week, though. Thank you for checking us out and sticking around till the very end. As always, if you're wondering where you can find more of our content, you can head on over to mtgconflex.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under the same name. You can check out our video content, including this podcast on our youtube page you can support us and join the mtg conflux community at patreon.com slash mtg conflux or by buying mtg conflux shirts and swag on redbubble.com you can check out the links on our facebook and twitter pages if you have any suggestions or comments please reach out to us we'd love to read them again we really do appreciate you sticking around and we hope you'll join us in the next one <laughs>